At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we have a very special episode planned for you. We have Carolina Gamer on the show, one of the best raiders in Destiny, and the member of the world's first Crown of Sorrow team. We'll learn much more about CG and his awesome Destiny journey. We're going to talk about the upcoming garden of salvation raid and we'll get prepped tonight and we're gonna dive into the big twab that came out with a lot of awesome details that we're gonna talk about here on the show tonight so let's begin first off shadow price how are you doing tonight welcome to the show <laughs> i'm doing great thanks <clears throat> um yeah as you heard earlier i kind of broke my computer I was trying to install my capture card finally after, you know, like six or seven months. And I was just taking out the graphics card to make room to install it. And I was wondering why it was taking so long to come out and was having a hard time with it. And then I didn't realize that I forgot to, um, you know, push the clip in to take it out. And the clip went flying. And just the impact of that must have, like, me pulling out the card just damaged the motherboard. So, it we're going, I'm actually in your living room right now. So <laughs> it's a true story. And we're going to uh, take the old motherboard out. I had to order <clears throat> new, another one off Amazon. It got here yesterday. So we're going to do some PC doctor work tomorrow to get that thing up and running. So, And by him showing up, like literally he got out of work at four o'clock in the afternoon. It takes about an hour and 15 to get here. Yep. So, but he didn't get here till about 5.45 on his schedule. So we literally had less than an hour to really get prepped here. So uh, thank you guys for, for being so patient with us as we got things started tonight. And yeah, and we went to a really awesome sandwich place called Undercover Eggplant, local place here. They make incredible sandwiches. They make their own bread like it's absolutely crazy. This family-owned place. And it's not like Subway where you get like three pieces of meat. Like you get a really good portion when I say that. So 
as we were waiting for our food, we're looking at the menu and there's like a bunch of specials. And we see they have a Carolina Reuben. And I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck, man. I really should have gotten a Carolina Reuben because how freaking awesome would it be that we're podcasting with Carolina Gamer tonight and I'm here eating a Carolina Reuben just before the show. Like, that would be really dope. So uh, that's my that's my little rant for the evening on that. But uh, we did get some uh, sandwiches. What what did you get, Shadow Price? I got the Pole Boy. The one with the so- uh, the like the summer sausage like type and the Cajun okay. sauce. Really good sandwich. Oh, that sounds good, yeah. It's it's a spicy one. Yeah. yeah, I I avoided the spicy things because I knew I would probably need some Tums and we have important business to talk about tonight on the show. So uh yeah, so I, I'm and I have what did I get? I got a Louisiana locksmith. It has eggplant and ham and mozzarella cheese and Cajun mayo, and it's pretty awesome. Um, and then Shadow Price, of course, brought me these meatballs that I will be trying out on the show live. <laughs> no pressure. So we're going to review them on the show. So do you have the story about these meatballs, Shadow Price? Like, how did all this come about? Because it's pretty random. You know, you come over and, like, there you go. Here's some meatballs. You got to try this. Like, what's well, <clears throat> there's got to be a story behind it. I mean, it. I made these like hoisin uh, style meatballs and like in hoisin sauce. So they're like Asian style meatballs. They're um, made with like panko breadcrumbs and everything and ginger and, um, and garlic and all that stuff. But and it's like, yeah, just cooked in the oven and just, uh, you know, tossed in that sauce and everything. So it's not a traditional meatball, but they're delicious. They're like the best meatballs I've ever had. We'll see if you think the same. You know, I just tried it, and I got to tell you, it's a pretty bomb meatball. That's pretty awesome. Nice. That's going to be my little snack while we podcast. There you go. Before before I have my sandwich. <laughs> but yeah, Shadow Price is literally at my house right now, um, and... He was nice enough to make it over, and after we finish podcasting, we're probably going to hang out and just chill, and then tomorrow we will fix his computer, and I think I'm going to show him how I edit podcasts, so that might be pretty cool. And uh, Dark Angel, how you been? How's your week going? I mean, I could be better. Um... Like you guys maybe know, I got my wisdom teeth out a few weeks ago, and my face still Ooh, yeah. hurts from that a little bit. Now it's, like, basically done. Uh, and then on Monday, I got sick. Like, I had sore throat, stuffy nose, I was coughing, I was miserable. And then on Wednesday, uh, autumn quarter started at my university, and I have 8.30 a.m. classes every day. So it's been rough, but mm. I'm just now starting to slowly feel better. And I still haven't even gotten my collector's edition uh Shadow Keep. So I'm a little I'm a little Aww. sad about that. I've, I've seen pictures on Reddit and Twitter of like, ooh, look at mine, look at mine, and I'm like <sighs> Mine hasn't even shipped yet, so I'm just like I'm waiting patiently. Trying to be. Well, let me let me give you some good news. There are people out there, guardians who are suffering because you know what? 
They're SOL. They can't yeah. get a copy. Yeah. True, true. So they'll get their guardian patience. I missed out, and I'm so bummed out about it, but um, it's it's something I have to come to terms with. It's funny, because I've been checking eBay to see if they maybe <laughs> show up on there, because I'm getting kind of desperate. Yeah, I'm sure but, uh, so far, it. no dice. So hopefully, I will find my collector's edition, or maybe Bungie will be so kind <clears throat> to release maybe, you know, a couple, couple hundred, hundred copies for the Guardians who missed out. I mean... No, I mean, I just want one. I mean, because, like, I missed out on the Destiny 2 Collector's Edition, and I really wanted that little lore book that had, like, the lore of Callus and everything, and it was super cool, and I was just able to get just that on eBay. So maybe you'll be able to, like, a, a lot later, maybe people will sell it on eBay. Hopefully. I hope so, but, but you know, people usually are pretty sentimental to Destiny, and I've I've gotten We've gotten every collector's uh, edition. Every I month. see now. Yep. I see. We got the Ghost Ooh. Edition. We got Taken King. Ooh. We got Destiny 2. We we have every collector's edition, but this one. We missed out on this one. So, funny thing about my collector's edition of Destiny 1, it's actually signed by about two dozen developers, which actually is pretty pretty sweet. So, uh, it's it's like my my little relic from all the memories from Destiny 1. And uh, it's been it's been an incredible journey to to get to where we are today, and getting excited and hyped for Shadowkeep. And uh, which version of the game did you all get for our audience? I'm curious to know what version of Destiny to Shadowkeep did you all pick up? Because uh, I am going to have to uh, commit to the digital deluxe edition myself, and Shadow. He uh, did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? G good. What was it? GMG Green Man Gaming had a had a little Green Man Gaming. A little sale last That's year. That's where we got it from. Yep. So. A little sale. Um, Caroline Gamer, did you uh yeah. secure your? Copy Actually, of I haven't Shadow even Keep? uh bought my uh Shadow Cube like thing yet. Oops. But I I'm, I'm gonna end up yeah. getting the uh the looks. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that's cool you're on pc yeah i'm in pc nice yep um if you're interested we can save you about 12 bucks oh really there's like a coupon code you can put in green man gaming and you can get it for like yep <clears throat> yeah just 15, dm me the off. thing after for sure absolutely I'll do that for sure yeah and anybody in the audience if you want to pick it up just go in green man gaming under vip and there's a code for 15 percent off uh, the digital deluxe edition for Shadowkeep. Yeah, so if you haven't picked it up yet, here's your chance to save a little bit of money and get the super cool version of the game with all of the seasons. And it's going to be a pretty exciting future in Destiny. And Carolina Gamer, thank you so much for being on with us. You are just a legend in our community. One of the best Destiny players in the world. You have completed something incredible that most guardians would just aspire to to do and for you to be able to achieve such an incredible thing uh we salute you and we are so honored to have you on the show tonight and join us for our discussion with the guardians yeah thank and, you uh, we're gonna get started with asking you 
something we normally ask all of our guests on the show, and that is, how did this crazy Destiny journey begin for you? How did you get started playing Destiny? Yeah, so I started playing Destiny with the uh, the first um, the first Destiny game. I played it uh, during the beta for a little bit, and then uh, I ended up picking the game up probably about a week or two after its actual release but um i i honestly would have never even bought it if it wasn't for a friend that that told me about it and suggested he was like the it's the people that made halo and it's gonna be this awesome shooter you should check it out and i was like uh, i don't know so then i uh i i rented it uh from redbox before i even purchased the actual game to 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 dive a little bit more into it and i fell in love with with my titan at the time and then ended up picking up the game and rest is pretty much history been playing it ever since it came out in uh 2014 okay dude so that's insane yeah. so you originally weren't even planning on buying the game you literally had so little confidence in the game yeah you went and rented it yep just and to... you have become one of the best players <laughs> in the world yeah i don't know i don't i don't see myself that's as insane. the best but I, I try to have fun with it for sure that's awesome so how many uh world's first uh, attempts have you tried uh in previous raids before you uh did it with crown of sorrow um i guess i can mm, probably starting with king's fall is when i started doing like day one raids uh before that i never really i never did as many raids and stuff i played it i played the game a lot more casually back then because i was in school uh, before I took some time off, so I didn't have as much time to grind and play as much as other people. But um, I decided to start trying day one raids with King's Fall, and ever since then I've been uh, been having a really fun time with it. Probably one of my top things to do in all of gaming is is going for roles first or day ones. Um, but yeah, ever since King's Fall up until now, I've I've always been trying to go for at least a day one completion and then when i started getting into destiny a little bit more seriously uh when destiny 2 came out that's when i started shooting for rules first and that's pretty funny lucky. like the story you told that a friend told you about the game and everything yeah you know? it's very similar to like our story and everything i wasn't gonna get the game either like until like uh cornholio was the one yeah. who like um got me into it. He's like, oh, we got to check out the beta. We got to, we got to play this game and everything. You know, it's from, it's from Bungie, you know? So it's like, yeah, I mean, and, and we've told the story multiple times before we, we actually were very much into the call of duty franchise when destiny first yeah, came out. Was too, for sure. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm just going to try out destiny to see if it's any good. We played the beta and honestly, we kind of started really liking the game and ever since then i i don't know what it is but uh we never really left the game and it it's become our home yeah and uh we have an incredible community in destiny that works together so so well and the developers care so much about the game and uh it's not always perfect right but at the same time you have a team that does a lot to make our game better and to build the game that we want. And we saw that with Bungie leaving Activision. And it's not something that I had planned on the show to discuss, but Call of Duty made some really controversial 
things with their <clears throat> game. They have a survival mode that's completely uh, dedicated to PS4 for a whole year with exclusivity, and I, I think that's uh, yeah, I heard about unfortunate that. because I think that uh, you should you should get what you're paying for regardless of what platform you're on. I don't think it should be dependent on that. Yeah, it seems a bit weird to me, like especially now with all these games and stuff trying to uh, to integrate crossplay and cross save and stuff but yeah i don't know i guess that's how they're they're making their money is uh with exclusives well i, I think they're gonna lose player base for that and uh regardless we still have destiny to play right guys Hell oh yeah, yeah we do so so carolina gamer what was your first raid experience like if you're thinking back to your very first raid which raid was that, and and how was the experience like? So the very first time I did a raid, uh, it was VOG, World of Glass and Destiny One. Um, I was out at dinner or something, and like I was getting like messages from a friend of mine, and he he was like, I just he was on patrol randomly, because uh, in Volta of Glass the starting area is in a public area, so you could actually match with blueberries to to open to open the raid. Um, and he actually matched with like five other people and they randomly invited him and he started doing the raid and was sending me pictures and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I need to get home and try this. So like, I got home that night and we we were in there for maybe like four or five hours until we got to Atheon. We couldn't beat him that night, but just like getting there and grinding and trying to work towards like getting to the boss and stuff with that group of people was, was a lot of fun. I think I beat him like two days after that probably two or three days after that and then ever since then i've just always enjoyed like the challenger raids and stuff um that eventually went on to doing crota and stuff and i don't know just raids always like st stood out to me when it came to destiny like there's no other experience for me that i've ex that i've like played in any other game so i just i don't know ever since vog that's that's what sucked me in and the loot you know being as special as it was, the loot was amazing yeah. in those first two raids. Especially Vogue. Yeah, BOG definitely has a lot of nostalgia. Vault of Glass Ooh, weapon. Um probably found verdict for me. I, I'm I loved I love shotgunning uh in PvE and PvP. And back then I used to just I aped because I mean you know, I just skated people with found verdict and mm -hmm. And it was always a lot of fun to use in PvE, so definitely that. Fatebringer for me. Yeah, man, I was probably going to say either uh, Fatebringer, probably, yeah. I love hand cannons, so that that one just yeah. did it for I'm me. I'm a huge hand cannon fan, too, but Fatebringer was awesome. But I fell in love with its, like, 2.0 version uh, Imago loop later on. So Fatebringer oh, yeah. kind of, like, dropped down on the bar for me <clears> after You got a god roll Imago? Oh, yeah, I, I probably got, like, four or five of them. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Corn? What was your favorite? Fine. It's between two weapons. Vision of Confluence and Fatebringer. Yeah, I love the vision. Because too. I started out using the Vision of Confluence pretty much exclusively with whatever I played. And then once I started using the Fatebringer, I really fell in love with it, and it made me appreciate hand cannons for the first time. So I think that it was a very special weapon, and and I mean I, 
I really hope that Bungie can bring us weapons that are as special as that was because that really was a really special time in the game for me at least huh. and that was our first raid experience I still yeah. remember being outside of the vault of glass with the plates and the Praetorians and I think that's why I love Venus so much like I just Venus is my favorite like destination I love Venus I just I think that's such a beautiful area and everything just I don't know what it is I think it just the VOD VOD kind of just like uh, you know solidified that for me yeah I mean I yeah I, I agree I think the Vault of Glass for me is also my favorite you know, with the moon coming back rigs. this this expansion, I hopefully we'll get Venus back like, you know, next season. The season after mm, this that'd one. Be that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that um the next raid is gonna be really, really awesome. I'm a, we're going to Black Garden and that's another place that we haven't been to in quite some time now. Yeah. And uh it's gonna be really interesting to see what they come up with in terms of new raid mechanics and raid bosses and i don't know do you guys think this raid is going to be as big as last wish or do you think it's going to be smaller uh just from my personal speculation and little uh knowledge i have of, of raids and stuff i honestly think it's not going to be at that level probably wrath of the machine or just as long as Crown, if you count the encounters. Um, I think it would be quite a while before Bungie puts out a raid at a, at last switch level. Probably a year or two, if not longer. I think it'll be a little bit bigger than Crown, but not as big as Last Wish. Yeah. But I think it's going to still feel like pretty epic, though, in its own right. Yeah, I agree. I think, like you said, Shadow Price, I think it's going to be somewhere between like the raid layers and Crown of Sorrow kind of size and mm. last wish so maybe like four encounters maybe yeah i could see four encounters yep definitely should be a lot of fun i'm gonna speculate and say there's gonna be five five because here's why i say that i think the raid is going to be challenging i think that this expansion is pretty substantial for the game and if you look at how, how much we have to increase our light level, which is from 750 to 900. Yeah. So that means we have a, a journey of 150 light to jump through story and activities in the game. That's, so bigger, I, than, I think that, that's bigger than um, Forsaken, I think, like because... Well, we started 400 and, like, got to, like, 530 or something, 540. Like, I was at 530 when we started Last, last Wish raid. Yeah, I was, I think I was 551. Oh, okay. Yep. At the end. All right, yeah. so similar. Pretty similar, actually. Right around 150. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I think a lot is riding on the, on the line for Bungie. And in a way, I feel like they have to over-deliver with this expansion because the annual pass came with kind of mixed you know, feelings. So I think they have to make sure that this expansion really is substantial for their franchise and for their future. 
Like this is a bungee that's literally working on a Saturday to make sure that everything goes well with the launch of the new raid. And they're listening to the players, they're accommodating the players, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see where this all goes. The Shadow Keep looks like it's gonna be really amazing. I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, I'm excited so, for the Saturday like raid oh yeah. and everything. Yeah, you know, I'm glad so, they they did that for sure because a lot of people last time with Crown it was like same day raid. They were trying their best to like give people as much as a fair playing field as possible. But yeah, Saturday is definitely the best day of the week because it's the weekend for literally the entire world. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, most people can either take off work or plan around that. So. Definitely should be interesting. A lot of teams competing. Yeah, it makes things uh, a lot more manageable for players and more accessible, and I think that is always good. I think that the previous raids, they were very demanding on, on people's health and body and well-being because of the crazy amount of grinding <laughs> that you were essentially expected to do if you even had a chance of getting Worlds first. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I think this will make it a lot easier for people to participate in because of the Saturday schedule where people don't have to worry about taking off work, things like that. So I definitely think this is a good step for Bungie in terms of their uh, raid release date. Definitely. Now, so Carolina Gamer, if you can recall the final 20 minutes as you were nearing your world's first completion, what was the experience like and what went through your mind? Yes, so I can't say specifically like the 20 minute time frame, but like I mentioned earlier, we didn't like we didn't know that we were ahead or whatever of the second place team. But once we learned the outbreak, like once we tried to outbreak and we saw how much damage it did and how consistent it was, it was just like executing. So I don't know. I it, it was it was it was a lot of stuff going through going through my head. Just it's something I wanted for like such a long time. And it was with a group of people that I really enjoy playing with and like I love those guys to death and I would do anything for them. So it was really awesome being in the raid in general, just with them and being so like progressive. Cause we we've made like several mistakes in the past when we did blind raids, confrols first, and it's just awesome to see how much we've grown. Um, but yeah, as as we were going into damage, the last damage phase, I was just trying to like go through my head like what I had to do. I need to make sure I drop my well. I need to make sure I get my my uh, my shots in pre pre-shoot his like the hand phase this time or whatever make sure i get the melees off for the empowering and just making sure we're communicating calling out everything i always i always try to be very like like loud with with my call outs to make sure everyone understands me and and stuff like that so i was just going through the steps uh play by play in my head as as we did them and uh until he died so it's just That's awesome so did you guys like know what what mechanic like the game required for you to do that you know you had to shoot the hands and when you had to do that or how to even spawn that mechanic because a lot of things were going on and yeah. 
to be world's first, like how do you figure that out on the spot when there's so much pressure and the ads are literally one shooting you? I mean, it, it seems like a lot to have to figure out. Yeah, so that's like something, I don't know, whenever I look at myself going into a blind raid like that, I always try to look at the previous run, uh, the previous uh, the previous raid attempt, and try to learn from my mistakes. Um, but one thing I try to be very like vocal about is communicating to my team like anything that I see, like anything visually or any type of audio cue or anything at all. So in the raid, his hands glow like a like a green color. So I notice that right off the bat, um, and we just like we try to shoot the hands. We learned that that actually stunned him, and so forth. Or when he uh, fires off his shots and his hand goes green, you can shoot it to to get the 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 axe or the the cleaver or whatever to to slam the deception. Just like any type of visual or audio cue, I always try to relate to the team and um yeah we always just try to be very aware of what's going on um the ads weren't too bad honestly because granted i was on a warlock um so it's a little bit easier to survive but um once we made the change to uh to shotguns we shotgun the the big knights or whatever and uh i just had like a doing it doing something over and over again it just gets like you get the routine down so me and my uh me and my partner puns at the time we we had a, a solid routine and a timing for everything. So once once we got into the groove, it was it was pretty simple ad clearing and stuff. We just needed uh to to progress as much as possible with the mechanics and and get the damage in. You know, it's really interesting you mentioned shotguns because for me, going to the raid that whole week, I pretty much gravitated to the Ikelos shotgun. Yeah. Because I felt like that was the best thing that allowed me to manage all of the knights yeah because otherwise they're they're a problem otherwise if you have the shotgun you can pretty much two three shots and they're dead and it's not as much of a problem and the smaller ads you can take them out with grenades and um just shooting your primary yeah at that point so yeah but uh, yeah that's that's really awesome that you were able to to figure that all out because I mean we tried and we did not yeah we did not complete it that first day it took us pretty much the weekend once the videos came out about right. how to do the encounter and for me on a personal level you know being a destiny player since vanilla I'd love to be good enough where I can even attempt a day one completion right I mean, I I think I can do a day one, but like a world's first kind of thing where I'm like in the first five or ten groups that complete it. Um, so that that would be pretty special, maybe someday. But uh, it's definitely tough. And I hats off to you. you you've been Thank able to you. accomplish something that most players only dream of. Yeah, I mean, you're saying that. I I don't know. I always try to look at things like with an open mind so like you never, you literally never know what could happen like for this raid you and your you and your team could could be first you could be second like you never know what could happen like you might catch a lucky break something happens like for instance like a little bug happens or you notice something else before another team notices like that that could that could be like the deal breaker you know i don't know any anyone could win like in re like in reality there's no like no one no one knows anything about the raid we're all going into the same activity uh, we're all blind. We're all trying to figure things out, and yeah, just 
I don't know. Mm, going with that's that open what makes it and, so fun, though, too. Yeah. Like, that's that's so fun just trying to figure out mechanics and, yeah. and like, figure out strategies as you're going through, like, the encounters. And I don't know. The, the, whole, the whole experience is... It's a lot of, a lot so of fun. I, I, know, I know this is a, a question I was going to ask later, but I'm going to ask it now because I think it's a good segue. Yeah. What do you guys think about contest mode and how Bungie is doing the raids now where pretty much they're trying to control the light level for every phase? I think that's um, a good idea. A lot of times, I remember yeah. like Last Wish or like the earlier raids, how the streamers and the people who like really new to prep i guess or like knew like the ins and outs and how to prep were vastly at a higher power level than a normal group of guys who are like hey let's try this with the contest modifier it evens the playing field and i think it's a good thing i mean mm-hmm. how they did it with crowd of sorrows with like the day one release plus contest <clears throat> plus having to do the quest to do the raid it was a lot. So but yeah. I think I think they learned from that mistake or having too much at once and that's why they're giving us more time to prep. Which I like. Yeah, the contest um keeps the challenge yeah. like, going. You know, it, it it's challenging. You're going to like, you know, yeah. be up against enemies that are a lot higher yeah. like yep. pop, you know, power than you. Yeah. So um, Yeah, it definitely is a, a good addition like like we mentioned earlier it's just like even the playing field for more yeah. people to, to compete and actually have a better chance of getting it so like it's being over leveled like kind of takes away from the challenge like you mentioned it diminishes the challenge yeah, yeah. For sure. so like yeah. for spire um aspire stars when that came out i think the level was 380 or something like that i don't know it was something and I remember being, I was overleveled like at the end. So like none of the ads or red wires or anything. So I was basically like one tapping or two tapping pretty much everything with my hand cannon. So there was like the mechanics were the only challenge, not really the ads. Um, and that raid, we actually got, I think we were told after the raid was finished that we got to damage phase or got to final stand either second or third. And we actually we were gonna kill him, but one of the balls uh got thrown behind a box or something like that. Oh, we couldn't no. get it, and his shield. Yeah, his shield was like one shot, and we couldn't finish, and we wiped. And we I think we got like third or fourth on that raid or something like that. The the mechanics in that final encounter are are crazy. Yeah. There's yeah. so much going on. <laughs> like I do yeah, like I do like it. I just don't like the rewards. <laughs> like it's not very rewarding. So it's like. As much as I'd like to go there and do do it, it's like, man, you're not really you're not really giving much for doing that. Yeah. I still need to do uh Spire of Stars a billion times until I get the uh exotic emote. um emote. Yeah. That's the only thing I want from it is the emote. I have everything. I have every mm. armor piece, every weapon, every exotic I have everything. I just need the fucking emote. Usually it drops in the first encounter. Yeah. Some, most, I just farm the first two encounters on all three of my characters on Prestige, and then I'll probably get it. You're talking about the Toast emote, right? Yeah, the Toast Toast emote. I need that for my hunter. 
Caroline Gamer, how many hours did it take you to get that world's first completion? Uh, I think it took us four and a half hours, if I recall. So the raid what? dropped at yeah, stopped at seven. seven Eastern. So we finished at like eleven something, if I recall. So yeah, it wasn't too long, but that's not too bad. Obviously, we were like, I was up like the night before, or like yeah, a couple nights before, just doing like gamut bounties and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I was already like not well rested, but I had enough sleep for me to like be awake and alert and stuff. So yeah. And it was a long day of grinding, <laughs> trying to pack in a lot of grind in a short amount of time. But yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, four and a half yeah, hours. Did, did you put in the time for all the prep work and getting oh, all yeah, the bounties like, saved up? Two weeks of Gambit. Like it was I was awful because I personally am not the biggest fan of Gambit. So it was I kept saying to myself, like, even for for this prep, like I kept saying to myself, This is for the rate, this is for the rate, this is for the rate, because I am not the the biggest fan of Gambit, but it was just something I had to do. Greater good. Yeah, something I had to do. Understandable. Yeah, that's that's really cool, man. And uh respect for being able to get that raid done in four hours, because I think we spent like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. And uh it, it was pretty painful. But uh, I think it's funny because after the crown raid, I feel for me, I've grown much more as a player. Yeah. Where I feel like now I can realistically tackle things like a day one completion and still feel like, okay, I have a chance to get this done now that I've been able to experience that. Yeah. Because we did get pretty close. We were at the final boss, like with maybe 45 minutes to spare and we just didn't beat it and it's sad it's sad shadow price was actually there with me for for the end because i ended up having a boss checkpoint i was like guys let's just kill the boss let's try to get a group and i remember it was me shadow price pyro and nem and two others Uh, and um this was for for day one or uh, yeah yeah, we were trying. Crown. We were trying to get a day one completion. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, it's for the day one. Usually, yeah. I I end up help like trying to help people, uh, for like the day one stuff for any of that. But th- this last time, I just I I felt like I stayed awake until like five a.m. and just I just like died afterwards. I just I got up maybe like an hour or two before reset, and I just I couldn't bring my I couldn't do anything. It was I. Just a lot of DMs and a lot of stuff, and I just went through it all. And I, I don't think I really played the day after. I didn't play like till two days after. I'm, listen, I'm surprised you you played like even a week after because I mean <laughs> yeah. that's that's a lot of grinding, and I I can only imagine. And you know, you try to help as many guardians as you can because you want to help other people out, and that's why I love this community so much because everybody helps everybody else, right? Like we have. Uh, donation events where we raise money for Make-A-Wish and for all these great causes. And uh, it's really cool how the community comes together consistently every single time. And uh, I think that makes Destiny extra special, at least for me. Yeah, definitely is a great community. Yeah. And so what would you say, Carolina Gamer, was your strategy going into Crown of Sorrow? when you were going for the world's first completion, did you have any kind of strategy in mind as you were going into it? And did it actually turn out to be the strategy that you used when you were actually fighting the bosses and going through the encounters? 
Yeah, so I got to definitely give a fucking huge shout out to my team, man. They were great. They always, like, like I said earlier, I just love playing with those guys because they always give me shit. But when it comes down to, like, time to get business done or time to get shit done, and we always, we, we try to clutch up and focus. Um, so we try to traditionally plan ahead, like, for instance, uh, like our character setup or trying to plan out teams of twos or teams of threes. It doesn't always work out that way, but usually we just like pick a person that we pair up with and uh, we try to stick with them throughout the rest of the raid. Um, say, for instance, that's this person or a certain team always goes to like left side, like the first encounter in Crown, there's three, there's uh, left, middle and right or red, green, whatever people call it. Like I was on left side. So me and puns, we always stayed left. The other team always stayed middle, and then the the last team always stayed right. So we we try to keep consistency when it comes to when it comes to teams uh, of twos, and try to do it with threes also. Um, sometimes, depending on the character setup, we try to split off where we have like a warlock or a titan on each team, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, otherwise strategy, I don't really, I we can't really do too much because we don't know anything about their raid. Um, and like I said earlier, we just try to, or at least I try to learn from my previous, like my previous attempts and what I did wrong. So for instance, uh, for scourge, we wasted so much time in the, the, the underground area, the transition area and the tunnels. Cause we were just like exploring with the lights and just, it was just a, a mess down there. So I tried, I, I try not to let my curiosity get the best of me and focus, focus on getting to the next encounter as quickly as possible. And then look at any loot that we get for instance uh from from a previous encounter we look at all that stuff later on during a, a wipe screen or something we we don't have we try to not not focus on that too much just keep moving next encounter as fast as possible that's uh that's something that we that we definitely did better on this raid than than our previous raids that's yeah that's awesome you know it's always good playing with your you know your teammates and strategizing and figuring out everything that you need to do and stuff yeah. for each encounter. And, you know, it's like kind of like playing a game of chess and everything, you know, you got to think of your next move and everything. Yep. So. Definitely try to try to adapt as, as we go, as, as we progress through any encounters or the read in general. Hmm. And I will always communicate, always communicate a big thing that I hear like from other friends or other people that try to do day ones or that, have bad experiences is like some people just don't talk or they're not very vocal about stuff. Always, always try your best to talk and don't, don't yell or try to like talk over someone. Definitely just like talk with the person or with your team, you know? Yeah, definitely don't. Yeah. yeah. For, for any end game activity, I think requires communication and coordination of the ultimate level. And I've been doing a bunch of flawless menageries because I'm, trying to get my shadow title with uh, Shadow Price. Don't talk to me about nice. Heroic Menagerie. I've done it 182 <laughs> oh, times. No. Still no ship. Well, you oh. guys... Oh, congratulations. You're, you're no, a beast. Are you kidding? That's awesome. Like, it's you've terrible. done it 180 <laughs> times? It's so why, uh, why Because I'm trying to get the ship, and the ship hasn't dropped for me. And I really want the ship. Ouch. And I cry oh, every day. Yeah, oh, I didn't know there was a ship. Wow. Oh, wow. It's an RNG chance. I don't know oh. if it's tied to powerful rewards or not. I hope not, because I'm just still trying. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. I could be wrong though. Yeah. So, so Carolina Gamer, do you think going into the Shadow Keep raid with uh, Garden of Salvation, do you feel more pressure now that you've accomplished Worlds First, and it's kind of like you're the champ, and <laughs> it's up to everybody else to try to take that from you, or? Well, I shouldn't say that because ultimately you've earned Crown of Sorrow and nobody can take that away from you, so I stand corrected. Um, but do you feel there's more pressure going into this raid more so than the previous ones? Yeah, definitely there is. Um, it's something I talk about every time before like a new release with the raid. Um, so like obviously I have like friends and stuff that play. Some Some of them don't always compete themselves they prefer to like just watch and spectate and stuff and support us which is really awesome i appreciate them but sometimes they just they i feel like they have expectations of me and of the team and i i, I don't like when people have expectations of me because i feel like i'm gonna let them down so I, I try my best to not let that get to me but um yeah it's it's super super tough for me at least uh, i can't speak for everyone else on the team but yeah, going into this next raid, it's a little, it's a little bit harder for me trying to focus um, on on what's ahead. But I think I think I'm gonna, I should be all right. We should be okay. I'm not. I'm really confident in our team. We're keeping the same team. Everyone in there is grinding their ass off. I've been grinding as much as I can and doing all the prep and stuff. And uh, yeah, whatever happens, I mean, we're obviously gonna try our best to get to get the title again. But if it doesn't, it's cool. We're just going to try to have fun and have a good time. And if we get Worlds first, it'd be fucking awesome. If not, it's also awesome. Well, we will be rooting for you. I am definitely not expecting anything close to Worlds first. Um, but hopefully day one. That would be really awesome. Yeah. But I will definitely be rooting for you. And I'm sure you're going to be streaming the entire yeah. raid encounter, correct? Yep. I will definitely be streaming awesome. it up. And we will post that in our show notes um, so that way everyone can follow you and support you as a content creator because you work really hard and it's a lot of pressure and it's amazing what you were able to accomplish. And to think, I mean, you've been playing the game since Vault of Glass. That's, that's a lot of tenacity and perseverance and going through big, big players in 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 the community who were expected to win yeah and um I'm, I'm happy that in a way we had an underdog who nobody expected was gonna get it <laughs> nobody thought you were gonna get it my dude like yeah you, everyone everyone I, world, shout man. out to dado man <laughs> i uh, i feel i feel his his pain for sure getting close so many so many times but uh yeah, yeah i don't know i think it's it's always cool seeing the underdog win, but I'm just I'm just happy that I did it with such an awesome team and my my clanmates because yeah. they're fucking amazing. And and I, I think that's what makes Destiny so special. It's like that time when you first booted up Destiny two, and you saw the memories of the yeah guardians Ooh, who you beat the vault of glass with that. and the. Crotus end and all of the raids in the game and i think that was very special and to see that holy shit like me and shadow price we've been through everything 
Yeah, we were, our names were like, like together on every together. every raid. Yeah, oh, that's was, awesome. Really cool. and, yeah. and that was very that was really fucking special, man. Like being able to experience that. Like I think Destiny creates these memories more than any other game that I have ever played, and that's why I'm so excited for that day one yeah. for Shadowkeep and being able to hang out with amazing people like you to share these amazing memories with. And that's really awesome. And, and I think that's what our community is all about. I think Bungie knows this too. Like, you oh, know, that's why they're, they're putting yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of heart into this like oh, expansion yeah, coming up. Like they know that this is for destiny players. Like, you know, going back to the moon, going to the black garden for the raid. I mean, that's like nostalgia all over. Like that's, that's like, vanilla destiny right there and so it's gonna be really awesome just seeing those new sp those spaces again like you know and look so good and high frame rates and everything so. the moon's haunted we already know so it's very haunted. yeah it's happening and i don't know about you guys but like my favorite character in destiny up until the point where they killed cade six it was cade six my second favorite character in the game would be Eris Morn. I think she is a very powerful character and very mysterious character. And it, that expansion was a lot of fun. Like, I I miss Eris Morn. And it's going to be really cool to see her come back in the game and it, to see what they can do story-wise. Because Bungie has had some hiccups when it comes to the story in Destiny. They haven't been the very best at it, but with Forsaken, they've really redeemed themselves. So I'm curious to see what a independent Bungie is able to produce on their own. Yes, I am very excited, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, we're, and we're just like, it's right on the doorstep, five more days, you know, like four and a half. So on a lighter on a lighter topic, uh, Carolina Gamer, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny or getting ready for the next raid? <laughs> yeah, so I was um, I was in school uh, up until about a year, two years ago, um, and I took some time off for personal reasons. And recently, I've just been spending a lot of time with with family and stuff because um, my mom recently got diagnosed oh. with cancer, so I've been trying to help her out and spend time with her as much as I can. Um, yeah, just mostly family stuff. Well, I'm, I'm really sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, you know, I do hope that she has um, speedy recovery. I know Shadow Price has family who uh, went through it's cancer. Scary. and it's, it's It's tough. Yeah. 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 Definitely hoping for the best. So uh, our thoughts are with your mom and... Um, you know, we're, we're here to support you in any way that we can as well. Uh, so definitely reach out. You're part of the family now. Thank you. And if there's anything we can do, we're, we're here. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but uh, so what would you say is your favorite game of all time? It's got to <laughs> be Destiny. I think if we're amen brother <laughs> amen brother if i had to pick between one or two I, <laughs> at this point i'd have to say two i think i think where destiny 2 is right now in its current state and it's going to be even better next week uh i think it's it's a better game than destiny 1 was 
So yeah, Destiny 2 is definitely my favorite game. I think once, uh, yeah, once Shadowkeep drops, yeah. like it, it'll probably uh, be that for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm probably gonna get some haters here, but I I will have to respectfully disagree for myself. I think for me, Destiny One had something special that I don't think I've ever been able to experience again since like Vault of Glass. I think. The raid weapons were extremely special and strikes were very special and some of the memories that i've had in the game i think were just a little bit more special in right. destiny one than they have been in destiny 2 i get that although i will say <coughs> destiny 2 really moved me when i first started playing it because i've been a console guy my entire life i pretty much got used to playing in 30 frames and that was the standard yeah and then moving to pc we kind of went all out because we really wanted to start a podcast we knew we wanted to get things off the ground and and start making content and i pretty much built my computer around the elgato game capture card so i can have the hardware work to its best so finally, when we did that, you know, playing Destiny, I got a 1440p monitor, and that was a pretty amazing, oh, amazing yeah. experience. I wish I playing could... the game for the first time, 1440p, 140 yeah. frames, like that was incredible. It's it's something else for sure. <laughs> I I remember yeah, the first it's... time I did that. That was back. Uh... Like when Christopher's first came out, it just felt like, because back then obviously cross save wasn't a thing, so I had to like redo the story and everything. But it, it was really awesome because it was basically like playing like a brand new game. It's it was it's still there's such a huge difference between console and PC. So yeah, I, I definitely feel you there. See, I, I never understand how some content creators can jump from console to pc so easily because for me trying to do a raid on xbox oh yeah it, it's tough because the frames drop to like sub 20 frames, frames and of it view. gets really crazy yeah. and like in a way i respect the people who do that and enjoy it and are able to get through the encounters but for me it's like wow this is really tough to adjust to and it's hard because i started my destiny journey on xbox that's where i have my blacksmith shader if anybody knows about the blacksmith shader um and like these are all little things that i got the beta emblem like, right that's something i have from on xbox and it's never gonna come with me and i it kind of sucks but at the same time our journey moves forward and that's how i try to live my life so Carolina Gamer, what advice would you give to fellow Guardians looking to chase that world's first title? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I say when you're trying to organize a team, um, do it with people that you like. Don't do it. Don't do it with people just because they're good or because they can they're a better warlock than the next person or something. Do it with people that you 
you get along with and you guys enjoy each other's company uh, because you could be in that raid for hours on end. And I don't, I wouldn't want to be in a raid with someone that I know is going to talk over me or, or yell at me or, you know, or try to do something, uh, I could just drag the team down. Uh, yeah. So do with people that you enjoy playing with and hanging out with. Definitely. Um, definitely obviously play on, play on something you're comfortable with and try to don't go too much outside your comfort zone because then you might make mistakes that could cost your team stuff, like your time, you know? So definitely do that. Um, yeah. And yeah, just grind your ass off prior to the raid. <laughs> Basically, like right now, just everyone's stacking bounties and doing this and just a bunch of stuff. So yeah, definitely grind as much as you can. Uh, and yeah, definitely stay hydrated and eat. <laughs> You need water to survive. I always try to drink as much water as I possibly can whenever uh, whenever a new a new uh, DLC comes out. Oh, don't play Borderlands Three. There's no time for that. We have five <laughs> days, guys. We don't got time for that. You know, there's no world's first in in the legendary stuff you get from that game. <laughs> Once you beat the game, you beat the game. So there's time, Guardians. Yeah. Get grinding. Yeah, and actually... I'm going to take that advice, too. I actually you know, booted up a Destiny 2 on PS4 this week because I broke my PC, so I couldn't play on PC. So The guy literally broke his motherboard. And you know what? <laughs> Here's the funny story about it. At first, he would not admit what really happened. <laughs> he did not admit that he literally yanked... The most expensive component, a $500 graphics card from the thing without not latching the, the thing that you got to unlatch. I was like, dude, what are you doing? You know, you, you could literally break the motherboard and the graphics card. And literally, I'm staring at the computer saying a prayer right now that the graphics card is not fucked. Because if the graphics card is fucked, yeah. then that's going to be a pretty penny if he's going to play anything above 30 frames. I think the graphics card is okay. I, I think the motherboard just, you know, for some reason, just like, just couldn't take it. It couldn't take me. See, see guys, <laughs> for some reason, it couldn't take it. There was no forced <laughs> anything. Just couldn't take it. It's fine. Not good enough. I, I tried it using a different PCIe slot, Tremblay, but um, the motherboard is just done. Like, it, I I went through all the tests and everything and wouldn't turn on when You're I used it. a different PCIe slot, so I, I kind of just messed everything up in that motherboard. But we're going to... Yeah, I broke it. I totally broke it. Um, But I'm going to get it that replaced. Like, I already talked to MSI, and I'm going to send it away tomorrow once we put the other one in and everything, so... They're gonna send out a replacement one, so I'll have just just let them know. You know, I, I pulled a little too hard, and oh, I already and told them. There's like just send it in. I'm like okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's pretty that's good customer service. I have an MSI too, actually. Yeah. So, Carolina Gamer, to move on with our discussion with the Guardians, what is the most challenging activity that you ever played in Destiny? Uh, I'd have to say it depends because at the time that 
say like a raid or something comes out at at the time it's probably challenging but say like a month or two after it's cake walk um i'd have to say probably like with a group maybe it had to be last wish on release because we spent 23 hours in that raid uh after it came out um so that was definitely super tough and uh oh the only God. reason we stopped going because crazy. we had several people just that were up for 30 plus hours that just oh couldn't God. keep going yeah so yeah, yeah but i was i was committed to keep going but it was just, it wasn't happening with the with the team at the time um so yeah i'd say probably last wish um but if i could do like a solo toughest thing uh have to be between argos and axis i technically spent a shit ton of time on argos because of rng but um it wasn't too much of a challenge axis solo axis was a lot of fun and super challenging to me but i think i think it was it was definitely fun and a good a good challenge to overcome for me personally I think for me it was probably Oof, still I lost. remember that. That made me sweat a lot. <laughs> Day one skull loss. I still say it. Oh my god. I still say it to this day. I mean, and, and you know, it was just like getting two skull loss. It was just a bitch, man. It, it was tough getting there, oh, man. Yeah. It was just exhausting. And then once you get there, it's like, well, you think the boss is your is your biggest that concern? Captain, dude. No, the ads are gonna fuck you up. That Everything's gonna like just like, like I was thinking, what happened? Like this can't be real. I love that. I forgot um, about that. Days with arc burn, forget it. You just weren't you weren't oh getting God. it done. <laughs> the arc no, from but, those but captains. Days of no success is more like yeah. it. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I I enjoyed all of those encounters i mean and it felt so good going into crota's end with shadow Christ, being like, oh, let's get our gallahorns out let's two man this sucker nope. and we got in and surely enough we no, did no i got it i got it when 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 he did but he sold you, it you into got, right before did you not buy rise of yeah, iron sold it right before rise of iron launched okay and then i got nerfed like and that's when later. i got it <laughs> and then he came out right yeah i remember that yeah well, Shadow Price, see, Shadow Price got screwed because he was being a good friend. I got screwed because the store I bought it from oh, yeah. just decided to take a snooze, and it was it was one of those situations where I got the game for like forty bucks, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll spend forty bucks on Destiny because I didn't know I was gonna love it as much as I did, and so I got the game. I thought I was gonna get it on release day. And then come release day, it's not there. I call customer service. They tell oh me that, God. hey, you got to wait another day or two. Another day or two turned into five to seven days. And so there I was week, yeah. a week late. A week late with, with much less legendary shards or whatever the material yeah, was, was back, then back then to buy my Galahorn. Or Strange Coin, right? Wasn't that the currency? Yeah. Yep. No, I still have my uh, strange coin from the Taken King. So cool! I these are like little special things from Destiny that just that's why Destiny One is my favorite game of all time, man. It's because of Crota's End, a little bit, and just a little, Wrath of the Machine, and maybe even Skolas a little bit. But <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but you know it was it was it's been a really awesome journey like i remember the loot cave on skywatch i remember farming that perfect god roll grasp of malak oh, yeah. for days and days and you know <laughs> these are moments that are so amazing and like even going back and playing destiny 1 it's like holy shit if you play through destiny 1 the collection you're getting so much incredible content there it's amazing it's more than any game could ever give me and mm -hmm. uh the memories too the memories are really special in the game but uh this isn't dr phil so we're gonna move on from the touchy subjects because we have business to get to we have a raid to prepare for and we have carolina gamer on the show one of the best people to get ready for this raid with so to move on with our discussion with the guardians was there anybody in our community who inspired or influenced or impacted you as a raid raider and as a destiny player and as a content creator uh there's probably several people just off the top of my head esoteric is one of them he's a claimate and my raid teammate the way he approaches the game is like no other person <laughs> he always like thinks outside the box to to do stuff and he's 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 used to playing alone so the fact that he always does shit like on on his own and does some crazy challenges sometimes and figures out strats to do like solo bosses or some crazy thing in nightfalls or i don't know he, he's always thinking of something and just the way he he sees the game is is super like appealing to me and always oh i should think outside the box because of him um so yeah he's he's fucking awesome you should check out his youtube channel esoteric by the way uh i don't i stream when i can because of other personal reasons but when i do um i try to interact with the chat and chat to people and you know just hang out so i definitely have learned a lot because i've been on twitch for quite a while and Someone I admire a lot on Twitch is uh, someone named Tiddly. You should check her out, twitch.tv slash Tiddly. Uh, she's just like always super energetic and always welcoming and super nice to people. And she just, the way she approaches her, her stream and her channel and her community is just so like unique. So definitely admire her a lot. And uh, yeah, those are the those are the, the two off the top of my head for sure. Um yeah, you guys should definitely give them both follows and subs and stuff. And I, I definitely owe them both a lot, for sure. That's really awesome. Thank you for sharing it. And and we have an unexpected surprise on the show. <clears throat> Carolina Gamer, you happen to be the winner of a digital deluxe edition of Shadowkeep. What? So we're going to hook you up with a copy <laughs> of the game. In the deluxe edition. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, my gosh. Lady. Thank you so much oh, for that's your awesome. generosity wow, so cool. and awesomeness. Um, so we're going to hook you up, and um, you definitely deserve it more than anybody else Thank you so uh, much. out there. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, Lady Berserker will be reaching out to you to make sure to hook you up with that. All right. Thank you. I, that's super unexpected. Uh, you're awesome. Boss lady, yeah, I see her in chat. Thank you. Yeah, she's 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 amazing. She's one of our moderators, and uh, she's been so so awesome 
uh, to all of us on the show here and, and helping out every week with moderating since we started on Twitch. And it's been really a blessing to have all of the mods and, and the community come together in such an awesome way. So we're really, really grateful for that. And I can speak on the behalf of Shadow Price as That's well. so great. Yeah, thank you. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Super unexpected. So what's next for Carolina Gamer? What do you hope to accomplish next? And where do you see yourself in the next 12 months? Uh, I don't know. I am not one, like anyone that knows me knows that I'm like super bad at like planning and stuff. I'm not the best. I just, I like to wing things like, you know, most of the time. So I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens with, with this upcoming DLC. I want to, I'm going to try and stream more and uh, actually make something of it. For some reason, some people like watching my dumbass play. So I'll, I'll try to be streaming more uh, on Twitch, that's for sure. Um, and I will force myself to pick a schedule and stick to it whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, then just spending as much time with my mom as possible. Uh, Destiny-wise, I don't know. I want to get into YouTube also, but I just want to have fun. Like, it's, I just enjoy the game. Um, and I enjoy streaming it when I can and doing dumb shit with my friends and memeing raid bosses or going after real source. And I just, I just have, I just have a good time. That's, that's the main goal. Just have fun. Well, and, and you had a really incredible journey. Um, and thank you so much for sharing a, Part of who you are and a part of your journey in both destiny and life and we really appreciate you uh joining us tonight and being on with us for the discussion with the guardians thank you so much and uh it was really cool getting to know you on a more personal level and uh i feel like i have even more respect for you now after having had a chance to hang out and uh spend an hour to just shoot the shit hell yeah it's it's been awesome being here so far yeah, absolutely. And last last question before we move on for Garden of Salvation raid prep. Between now and Shadow Keep launch, yeah. are there any activities that you recommend grinding out? Any weapons that we should acquire now that won't be available later? Any perks to try to chase after? Anything that we can do to give the Guardians any last minute wisdom that can help them for that last push? Yeah, so like what I could tell you what I'm doing. Um, like before, like a few minutes before the show, I was doing bounties and and doing menagerie. Um, obviously, armor 2.0 is going to be coming out uh, next week with Shadow Keep, but that's all going to be randomized drops, and you don't know necessarily what weapons are going to be using. So it's better off now trying to farm menagerie, I'd say, and try to get like good armor and good rules on that armor for uh for next week because you could end up using that same armor in the raid if you plan on going in day one if you weren't lucky enough to get like armor 2.0 with uh with good perks um i still see a few people chasing recluse i definitely say try to get that if you can before the raid because i'm pretty yeah, sure it's buffing it? <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure smgs are getting like a 20 something percent buff Intercoose isn't being touched, so looks like that's gonna be super solid. Um 
so yeah, definitely Charmanaji, Gathericless, um Yeah. Armor. Get good rolls on your on your armor. And you recommend getting that from the menageries, correct? Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna be chasing since sniper rifles are getting a, a solid buff, I'm going uh after sniper rifle reserves and scavenger and loader. So that's my main goal right now and then and then any like extra other perks that I might want, like grenade launcher, scav, or anything like that. But yeah, menagerie awesome. for sure. Just definitely just so, try to grind that out as much as possible. And and you know it's funny because I have to play the menagerie because for for my shadow title, I didn't do that chest uh, exploit when that was around. Yeah. And then they patched it, and I noticed in my triumphs I got to get two hundred of them completed. So I've been kind of farming it. I'm at about 120, so I still have a bit to go. Uh, but just trying to work on my shadow title slash trying to get ready for the raid. Yeah. Um, and just trying to take advantage of that last push before the new raid comes out. I'm so excited to play the new content that we're getting. And <clears throat> I'm always excited about new content on PC because I get to play it. Oh yeah, with like unlimited frames and <laughs> it's nice sacrifices, so it's pretty sweet. So I think that's a good segue to talk about the Garden of Salvation raid prep, and I know that the next segment states six days and counting, but we actually have five days and counting because we are are losing a day because of maintenance that will take twenty four hours to conclude. Now, we did touch on that in terms of how we're preparing for the upcoming Garden of Salvation raid. I know we have materials that we can farm, and I kind of have a little fun uh, thing that I wanted to do on the show, and that's to see how we all stacked up with all of our materials. <laughs> now, I would put my bets on Carolina Gamer because, I mean... Let's face it, I think he would probably be the most prepared person for this. <laughs> but we're going to see how Cornholio, Shadow Price, and Dark Angel stack up against uh -oh. each other and how we stack up against Carolina Gamer to see where we are at with our raid prep and what we all can do to get that last push. So, oh no. Let's start things off by kind of speculating a little bit. And what do you guys think we're going to be fighting? And I think Dark Angel would probably be a good person to talk to about this, but at the same time, I fear she knows too much. <laughs> I don't know what's shocking about me knowing too much. No. Because, um, see, I went to PAX, and they had the raid mods available for people to look at, along with the raid armor. <laughs> yeah. So, I have an idea. Um... This sounds crazy. Just, just bear with me. The mods had to do with picking up moats. And I was really confused. And I was like, but moats? Picking up moats in a raid? I don't want to do Gambit. I want to do a raid. Same. So I was very, very confused about that. So they might have just put that in as like a placeholder thing. Because they did say it was an earlier build. That That's my assumption. Because... I mean, doing Gambit in a raid seems kind of kind of crazy. I think it was a sign opinion. for you to play more Gambit, or maybe Bungie was It trolling. probably is. It was. It 
that is a possibility, but, um, yeah, I think we're definitely gonna be fighting some Vex. Sadly, we don't have any, like, Vex mods, like we do for the Hive, or the Fallen, or the Taken, so that's kinda lame. If we had some of those, I'd recommend stockpiling up on those, but since we don't, just definitely stockpile on Enhancement cores, because I know I have not. I've been really bad about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been slacking in that department myself. <laughs> oh no. What, what do you think we're going to be fighting, uh, Carolina Game? Do you think we're going to be fighting another dragon? Do you think it's going to be a saber cat? Like, what, what are we going to be fighting here? I. With I honestly have no clue. Obviously, it's going to be Vex. Um, I'm not big into, like, lore or anything mm -hmm. like that, but um, just from, like, clips and little things that we've seen, I know there's going to be, like, probably all types of Vex in there. Um, since we're going back to the Black Garden, I don't know if it's going to be some type of giant Minotaur type thing or something. I don't know. I assume that'd be one of the bosses, but obviously it's just an assumption. <laughs> Just speculation, what if we end up fighting Curia? Oh my I'm, I'm, I'm god, if someone that. says that theory one more time, I'm gonna flip tip. Sorry, that's just one of my pet peeves. Because Savathun wouldn't be stupid enough to put Cura Blade Transform, which is one of her most important pieces in the whole Dreaming City puzzle, in the Black Garden. Mm. She would put it in her throne world. Which is a black hole. Okay. I like Sorry, that. that's just... But a lot of people have been saying, ooh, what if we fight Kira? And I'm like, mm -hmm. from like a lore standpoint, no. But it would be really cool. It would be really cool. Because in the uh, Grimoire book, it has a picture of Kira Blade Transform in there. And it looks a lot like Panopti. So it'd be very a big boss fight. So I think that yeah. would be interesting. And I do think it was pretty interesting to see how the the first season kind of ended in the game where Marasov just vanished. She disappeared and it's like, well, where did she go? Yeah. Who did she go see? Like, I'm almost wondering if that story will continue to unfold with what we're about to play. Maybe there's some type of enemy that's resurrecting other enemies from the past because we're going to be playing nightmares we know that's going to exist so maybe it's all tied into we're going to be fighting an enemy that's so powerful that they're able to replicate other bosses from the past so maybe we might get a raid encounter where we're fighting crota again or we're fighting one of the old bosses but it's like in a oh, reprised that would be so form. cool and not only in the menagerie, but they're resurrected even stronger in the raid. Like, that might be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know things, so I'm not going to say things, but that's a very interesting theory. Mm. I just, that's all I, have. I just, you know. That's all I see, can say. I, know, I don't want to spoil it I'm for wrong, people. So it's like, uh, <laughs> like, no, you might not be wrong. You never know. I, I don't want to spoil it, because that's what you said. Because you said you, know, you don't want any spoilers. <laughs> it's okay. No, I don't. I, I, I just know things. She, she I just knows things. Know <laughs> she knows what's going to happen. I, I, I drink hot chocolate, and I know things. Exactly. So, I don't actually watch Game of Thrones, but 
I, I quote that a lot. And I'm just like, I really should actually watch Game of Thrones if I'm it's to a great quote show. that. You should watch Ooh, it. Amazing show. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I really enjoyed the last season. I'm kind of sad that they're ending it, though. I'm like, uh, it was a great show. I, I feel like... Oh, yeah. Are they also ending The Walking Dead? Because I kind of heard... I haven't watched that Rick in was years. the show, or... I have no idea. The last time I watched it was season 8, but I did pick up season 9, so now I'm like, I gotta try to check it out sometime. Yeah, I stopped watching it season Um, 5, I think. Okay. Yeah, I can can understand why. So, so going back to Destiny, how will the mechanics, do you guys think, change in the new raid? I know every, every raid has kind of a theme for... A specific mechanic that you have to kind of master in the game. Right. And I feel like yeah. they started doing that with, well, for, uh, I would say, I don't know, I would say maybe uh, Eater of Worlds? Or, yeah, Eater of Worlds with the crystals, because yeah. it taught you, like, I mean, the jumping puzzle doesn't count, but like, phase one had you learn how to use the crystals, and then phase two yeah. was you use the crystals, but now... You also use them to do yeah. other stuff. And then, in and then with Spire of Stars. Spire of Stars. It's hot potato. Hot potatoes. I'd like to see how we're going to get into that like space. Like, are we going to access it like the old Black Garden Gate in the like Valley of the Kings like area? And you know, Ooh. it's like, how are we going to get into that zone? Like, what is what is Bungie going to have in front of us and everything? Are we? That's an interesting thought. I didn't because we don't that. have that area in Destiny Two right now, so it's no. We've we got don't. Them. we got Mars. It's supposed to be. It's, aren't there going to be like the whole like theme of the Vex being in this DLC? Like they're they're leaking into the moon or something. So there might be like some type yeah. of like yeah, they're invading. Portal Isn't that like something. the Vex offensive? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's the Vex. Yeah. So we're going to enter a portal correctly. from somewhere. Probably. Yes, probably from, like, the moon or yeah. somewhere, and we're going to fight whatever. Yeah, that's true summoning all these vex because we're like we don't want you here get off the moon but the vex dude. offensive is going to kick off once the raids beat though right i think that's what it is yeah kind of like yeah. the curse kicking in after yeah. or the dreaming yeah. city cycle kicking in after last wish was beat, which is phenomenal i love that that was so cool yep that's uh it. you know environmental storytelling right there i love it <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they what they come up with the new mechanics and that and how it maybe ties into armor 2.0 because I think that the armor that we get from the raid it's going to mean more. It's going to have perks that give you yeah. an extra boost that will make a difference and I'm curious to see what can you obtain from that first encounter. Do you even want any of the weapons from that raid first or do you want to get armor pieces because Ooh, they can give you special perks point. that will give you that advantage for that day one completion well the weapons could technically Ooh, have special yeah. perks too right just like yeah the weapons just like, could have perks as well, well that's why, yeah the weapons can also i think either or then like yeah you you can't lose if you're getting at least their armor or weapons you know it's like as long as you're not getting ascended shards <laughs> <laughs> oh no even though you need those for your, your gear to masterwork them all the way up. So, you know. So, on the topic of armor, 
how will armor 2.0 impact day one and the week one raid race do do you guys think that it's going to play a big role in whether or not people can complete the encounters is there anything to maybe look out for that we can use to help us along the way so uh, when i hear that i imagine like what comes to mind is what i'm gonna try to go for so i'm going to be one of the titans in our raid and obviously the the way titans or the bubbler is changing it's gonna have weapons of light now which is gonna be the highest damage buff so i'm definitely gonna try to want to have like some type of good intellect build and still have like a good melee build that way I can help my survivability during the raid. So I'm going to try to focus on intellect and strength as much as possible. And then obviously, since we're going to be underleveled, we already know that. Um, we definitely want to try to have some type of resilience and recovery and then basically like no mobility since that's basically irrelevant uh, for me at least. Um, so yeah, I guess it depends on what character you're bringing into the raid and what type of build you're going for, which is the whole like, reasoning behind armor 2.0 so yeah it just depends on what you're what you're doing and how you plan on playing but well, for we know me, we're it's... gonna have at least one piece of armor that's 2.0 because exotics yeah. you can well, are gonna be oh, yeah. exotics and if you did uh if you did solstice the, the gear that, for that. oh yeah full set 2.0 that's true yeah the perks could be shit though but they, they probably will be they're not yeah. just gonna give you these awesome like perks yeah. right out of the right off the gate and everything for them that but yeah just finding out what exotic you'll, you'll probably like for the titan for weapons of light you'll probably end up using like what um helm of saint 14 i'm guessing right yeah definitely have helm on me yeah that'd be beneficial yeah for sure so what do you think would be the ideal team loadout for the upcoming raid in terms of having how many titans hunters warlocks or is it more dependent on the team individually? Uh, I think it varies team to team. So in my clan, we have a few different teams going in. Um, I think majority, I think actually all teams are going uh, three sets of twos. Um, and I've seen other people, like other clan stuff, saying they're, they're going for like a super ballsy strat and they're going to essentially try to bake whatever bosses are in there and they're going with like four hunters and then one one titan one warlock and then four hunters the reason behind that is for the for the gauntlets the auto reload gauntlets the the grass so i don't know i guess it, it varies team to team but for us we're going two 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 just to be safe and because titans are going to be really useful before in our in our last raid we only had we only had one titan because they weren't oh, wow. as useful Warlocks were obviously super dominant, so we had three warlocks, two hunters. So yeah, this time around we're going three sets of twos, and I think it's like a, a fair, like a, a a balance, you know, setup to have in case you know you have a tether for this or an ihawk for that, or just I think I think it just covers like the bases because we we obviously don't know what to expect. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense. And um, I have noticed that this season, having Warlocks and Titans are really useful. Um, I think Hunters are going to be much more relevant and necessary, especially with the Tether and all the changes they're making to that. I think it's going to be 
almost imperative, especially when you're so under level. Yep. You've oh, got yeah, to slow everything down. You know, it's going to be so necessary. Yeah, and it definitely I'm will. I'm excited for Titan Bubbles to become more relevant. Uh, yeah. Feasible. So. Yeah, I am too. I miss I miss that for sure. So, when Shadowkeep launches, let's pretend it's October first. What will you be playing first when you launch into Destiny? Yes. What do you guys? So. I like Hard I said, question. my Titan's gonna be my raid character, so I'm definitely gonna make that last. Um, so I'm probably gonna play my Hunter since it's my least played character. Uh, definitely gonna hop on Hunter and then grind out all the stuff on that, then Warlock, and then Titan for the final character because obviously you can transfer your guns, you can't transfer armor. So I want my Titan to start off with the highest possible weapons as possible. Now, will you guys be looking to play through the story first, or are you gonna just jump into doing bounties or? But what do you think you'll be playing first in terms of activities? Honestly, I don't know yet. We haven't talked about it. We'll probably talk about it over the weekend and then see what we're, what we're going to do. Like, traditionally, the strat used to be do public events to raise your base level to get XP, obviously, um, and then do, like, any story and stuff for powerful drops. But obviously, yeah, all that's changing. Public events on the moon and everything. Yeah. So. So I don't know yet. We'll see what happens. More than likely, we'll do the story and then do bounties or bounties and then story. I mean, I'm sure you probably got to do the first mission to probably, um, you know, lock. Yeah, yeah. Once we get the, once we actually, once we get the, the relic or the artifact, sorry, I think it drops at level six in the past or whatever. That's when we'll turn the bounties. Yeah, we're getting, and we're getting that Ariana's vowel like really early. Like, I think level one, right? Once you hit level one of that pass. You're getting Ariana's vow. We're not mistaken, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. What yeah. What is the Ariana's vow? That's the hand it's cannon. The... That's the um. Oh, the hand cannon with a scope. Okay. It's got it's... a scope on it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Or a sight. Yeah, it's got. A, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's gonna be yeah. pretty awesome. Nice. That's pretty dope. And what do you guys? think about in terms of the gameplay that you'll be doing between launch and Saturday when the raid comes out. Will you guys be grinding out all three characters or are you going to be focusing on just one character and just trying to get as much leveled up as possible on that one character? Because we're going to have a little bit more time now than we yeah. did before. Yeah. For me, it's definitely going to be all three. Like, I think yeah, like we're talking well. about preparing and having like good routines and drinking water and stuff, but sleep is a minimal. Like, sleep is like at the bottom of the list for me. Like, I don't mind missing out on sleep. I can function pretty well without it. Um, so yeah, if I need to miss sleep, I'll I'll be sleep is for the week. I'll be grinding my ass off. For I as took much October first and October second off from work, so no it's the big long days of grinding both days like and then when i'm done working on that thursday more grinding and everything you know get to friday and then it's going to be most of the night grind try to get a decent amount of sleep for saturday not too yeah. much though i mean uh, five hours maybe That's yeah enough. So now speaking of sleep and i probably should have asked this question during the discussion with the guardians but we'll ask anyways how do you deal with the fatigue 
how do you deal with preparing your body for the level of difficulty and challenge that you're going to have to go through to get this activity done because it's not easy to sit there for 10, 15, 20 hours and just doing this activity in hardcore trying to get shit done when there's so much online and so stressful with so little sleep. Yeah, so for me it's like I'm in a different I'm in a different mindset when when a raid is when I'm prepping for a raid than when I'm just doing random shit. Like it's it's like I know what I'm do why I'm doing it and like I have like adrenaline going and just like I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like my mindset and my body is just different, you know? I it's all it's all for one purpose and that's for the raid, like that's literally it. Um, I don't know. I might I may feel sleepy when I just wake up, but I go take a shower. I get on. I feel like two thousand percent better. It's just it's it's all it's just a different mentality when when there's new content out for me. It's just completely different than just every other day playing randomly. That's true. Yeah, new content. That that's why it's so awesome. Day one, getting back in there playing destiny when there's new content like it there's no other time like it yeah you just feel excited and it's like you know you're pumped you're ready to fucking go just yeah yeah there's a a different mindset for sure i can definitely relate to that because as soon as the new content hits i'm just pretty much in a different state of mind (laughs) like i mean obviously i have a dog so i have to take care of him and I do have to take breaks to do that. But other than that, I'm pretty much committed to getting the task at hand done on every one of my characters. And sometimes I fall short because it's it's a lot to take on. And, you know, I used to have more time to be able to manage it. Now it's kind of harder for me to do that. So I I do take that week to grind out before the content is out and also i take the time during that first week i'm pretty hardcore trying to get that day one completion done and i've gotten really close twice it got close during the scourge of the past raid we literally were at the boss and the the boss damage was at maybe 33 percent and we failed Uh. and i could tell that the group was just getting tired and we were all getting fatigued because we didn't sleep and it's it's hard to focus when you're so tired and you're you're determined and you don't want to give up but at the same time it's like your body is is failing on you as you're in the encounter it's it's rough but yeah but we love the game and we play the game because we want to compete and we want to get the activity done and we want that emblem no matter how great or shitty it looks, we want that emblem to have as a trophy of what we were able to accomplish as a group. And uh, it's it's special. Definitely is. I'm I'm excited. It's it's getting me so excited for Shadowkeep, guys. I'm <laughs> I'm just I cannot wait. I'm I'm so ready for it. I know. I gotta get that PC like repaired. We gotta get that motherboard in yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely get that hooked like, up. 
Oh man, we'll, we'll get that. I was as like, as long as he didn't damage the graphics card, we'll be alright. I was so nervous be fine. on Sunday when that happened. Like, I was just at, called Core Holio, and I was like, "What yeah, do I do?" He, he called me. What do I do? I was doing a flawless menagerie, and he's like, uh, <laughs> uh, "I I broke my computer." I'm like, "What do you mean you broke your computer? What'd you do?" I tried installing the graphic, the game capture card, and I broke the computer. I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean you broke the computer? Like, what'd you do?" He's like. Well, I just tried to install it. I took out the graphics card, and before I knew it, the thing broke. And I'm like, okay, did you put any pressure on it? Did you hear anything click or snap? Anything. He's like, nope, it's fine. It's good. So, you know, I'm like, all right, let's investigate the power supply because the motherboard isn't getting any power. So we did the test, and the power supply was fine. So it was either the connectors. I had them triple, quadruple check those. That was fine. And surely enough, we did some troubleshooting with uh, the manufacturer and they came to find out that he broke the motherboard because he put too much pressure on it. He didn't take out the graphics card properly because there's like this little thing that you have to unlatch and it comes right out. But he didn't do that, and and he's like a six foot eight guy. I'm, like not, I'm not six foot. I'm not huge. six foot eight. I mean, close, but not not, not that big, not that tall. Close, close enough. So so he's like Andre the Giant. This man is he does not know his own force. Like he did not realize. And I was like, oh shit. Well, if you did that, then you probably broke the motherboard because that's a really delicate thing. But I told him, you know what? It's okay because. It, would have been way worse if you broke the cpu or if you yeah tried the graphics card you know that would have been kind of serious that's expensive but a motherboard 75 bucks you learned a lesson you know you don't have to take it to the tech and it it works out you know so luckily he didn't have to take the computer to a technician and cornholio was there to help and uh, we'll get that bad boy up and running by tomorrow, and uh, we'll play some Destiny and grind out, and uh, try to get those bounties done. I am, I've been behind on bounties, and as I told you, I literally started thinking about the next raid like a week before because I've been recovering from Solstice. Right. But uh, hopefully now I'll have like five days to really focus on grinding out all the bounties, and. We're going to talk about materials next because uh, I kind of had an idea. There was a website where you can literally get everything that you need in terms of all of your materials and tells you how much you have, how much you need. And I thought it would be a fun little thing for us to do a little friendly competition slash prep game for the upcoming Garden of Salvation raid. And um, I'm going to pull mine up so I have my destiny recipe. And I don't know if our mods can uh, put this link in chat or if I can. Am I going to get, like, reprimanded for it? I'm not sure. We're going to find out if Nightbot is going to try to be naughty with me. And I'm just going to try to post the link and see what happens. Yeah, I'm logging into it right now. Hey, I was able to post the link. All right, awesome. So check this out, guys. This is a really awesome website. And it just goes to show how talented our community is in terms of creating all of these awesome tools 
And this is based on Sweatsicle's spreadsheet that came out. And if you have not seen the spreadsheet, I will share that with you all as well. So you have that. And there you go. This is the document uh, that Sweatsicle created. And it will help you all to prepare for the upcoming raid. Um, so now, I guess since Carolina Gamer is our guest, we're going to go over all of the items that you have <laughs> right now in terms of where you're at with your materials right. and your farming progress so far. Yeah, I see a little uh, bar thing underneath each one. I'm lacking the tokens, that's for sure. I, uh, I was supposed to grind. I was supposed to grind tokens, but I didn't. I only have like a couple thousand of those. I'm at twenty two hundred tokens right now. Uh, Vanguard tokens. That is Crucible tokens. I'm at, Vanguard tokens, really? Yeah, Crucible tokens. I have sixty seven hundred. Gunsmith materials seventeen thousand. Legendary shards nine thousand two hundred. Mod components five hundred and thirty. Uh, eleven hundred master cores, twenty four medallions. That's a shit ton of glimmer. Is that sixty nine, six hundred, six hundred, basically seven hundred thousand. Uh, twenty two hundred seraphite, twenty two hundred simulation seeds. I have like no bearing bows. I only have like sixteen hundred. 2200 dust light shards, 1200 etheric spirals, 2100 phase glass, 2100 data lettuce, 2000 alkane dust. I, I need more bounties. I'm only at, was it 2 million? Yeah, 2 million XP, which is, I'm still grinding for those. And I'm maxed out on mods in my inventory. <laughs> So yeah, I'm a I'm a little behind on the bounties. I'm busy with some stuff, but yeah, I'll I'll have it done by Tuesday for sure. Materials. Wow, you have like oh yeah, I try to keep up. <laughs> yeah, no, there's I, I you guys so have too. Charlemagne. You guys Charlemagne mm -hmm. in this Discord. It always tells you whenever uh spider is selling like stuff, like whenever he refreshes, whenever I see it for shards, I. I've been recently I've been trying to go and get at least at least 2k for each. And I was doing a shit ton of reckoning last week. I did like a ton of reckoning trying to get one sniper. Yeah. Uh so I got a bunch of shards and I cleared up my vault, so that helped too. And I got a I've been trying to pop my finest matter reuse. It's like I get like three finest matter reuse per run on reckoning last week. So I went up like four hundred uh enhancement cores. You know, I still have to do my uh, vault management because I'm <laughs> pretty much maxed. Yeah, it's, it sucks because it happens every couple of months. I I just I hoard on everything oh, that I get anything that's legendary. I hold on to it just in case. You know, meta can change. A lot of things can change. Like I used to never like grenade launchers. This season, I'm rocking my mountaintop and and anarchy. Yeah, anything I'm playing, those are okay. like my go-to weapons. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, I know so a lot of people the, do that where they they hold on to stuff because they don't know what's gonna happen. Um, I, don't know, I try to keep a general like, I I know what I use 
and what I like. Like for instance, I have a good pulse rifle, but I don't like pulse rifles. But, but um, just in case, I have like a good one or two of things lying around my vault. But I try not to. I try not to hoard anything. So now, for Shadow Price, where are you at with all of your materials? Um, I think the only thing that I <laughs> haven't beaten is Crucible <laughs> tokens. That's like. Yeah, eight thousand nine hundred forty-nine crucible tokens. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, everything else. Um, I mean, <laughs> I only got nine hundred thirty-four Vanguard tokens. I only have like five thousand gunsmith materials. I should have more, but I guess I infused a lot. You know, until we don't have to anymore now. Because we're all gonna be seven fifty. And shadow cape guns um yeah i mean these are all very <laughs> low numbers compared to what carolina had so um yeah i mean i don't think i'm i think the next highest thing i have is like dust light shards i think i have 911 but everything else is kind of low so and then it goes downhill from there so yeah. shadow price is essentially taking himself out of the competition in shame because he just noticed, oh man, I can't compete with this. Yeah, there's a lot of low bars here. So, you know, I mean, Barium Bow is apparent. I mean, I got. Was that correct? Was 100%. That I don't know. I got a thousand of those or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, um, Lordy. Right, Dark okay. Angels um, make me proud. Where you okay. at? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. I have enough Vanguard tokens. I have 1,554. Yay. I don't do. I just turned in a bunch on accident the other day because I was like, hmm, I wonder what I can get. Then I realized, shoot, I was supposed to be saving those. Then Crucible Tokens, I have 1,229. Uh, Gunsmith Materials, I have 9,501. So pretty close. I bet if I went through my vault and deleted a bunch of stuff, I'd have enough. Legendary Shards. <laughs> I might have spent all of mine during op yep. Opulence with that... Um, uh, with the um tribute hall so i only have 1629 and then yeah yeah that i'm 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 working on that i'm working on that and then mod components i have 222 enhancement cores <laughs> i've never been good at keeping hoarding those um i have 80 which is the most i've ever had ever yeah yeah, 80. I know. It's bad. It's bad. I, I, I eat them like candy. I'm basically just not getting infused until raid day. It's kind of <laughs> my general... No. <laughs> I, I mean, most of the stuff that I have, I've already, like, maxed. Like, the, yeah. my set on my warlock that I always run. It's always... Ouch. I already have that fully masterworked with the parts <laughs> I want and everything. It's, I'm not going to be running a warlock for the raid. I think I'm going to be a hunter. And I have my... My problem is, I spend them and masterwork my armor, because I'm crazy. And I realize now that that's completely unnecessary, and I shouldn't masterwork my armor. Um, but I'm just like, I like I like having a little gold square. It makes me happy. I have problems. When did you, um, master, when did you masterwork your armor? And like how many uh, sets did you do that with? Uh, I did that a, probably once I fully got the yeah. full shadow <laughs> armor set for my hunter with good perks and everything. Mm. I'm like, alright, I'm keeping this, I like it, it works really well, 
So I'm a masterworker. My warlock ones, I've had it masterwork since I attempted Shatter Shattered Throne Flawless solo, which was a very long time ago, so I've had that one masterwork for a while. And my Titan, I don't really care about my Titan right now, because I'm deleting her anyways, so... Ouch. After, after the raid, after the raid, after the raid, I'm deleting my Titan. Yeah. Because I still want to use my Titan to help level up, but then I, I just really don't like how my Titan's face looks. That's my problem. Like, if Bungie added in, like, a thing where you can change your person's face for, like, bright dust or something, or silver, or I don't even care, I would do it, because... I hate how my Titan looks. She looks so stupid. Like, so you're just going to make a new Titan then? Or? Yeah, I'm going to make a new Titan and just transfer everything over. I'll yeah. put it in the vault. I'm not, I'm not that stupid. I wonder then, if it'll start you at 750 on that Titan. It will. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. And then Fireteam Medallions, I have um, uh, 10. I know, I'm, I'm doing so great. I'm making the team proud. Uh... I I just need to like stack up on them because I didn't really like I was like I don't really need those but after reading on Reddit and everything I'm like oh those actually are important huh who knew how are you doing in those elementary yeah. materials oh Sarah uh, huh, huh, huh. um yeah I only have 156 seraphite 81 simulation Ooh. seeds 1,054 baryon bows. Uh, 271 Dusklight Shards, 181 Efric Spiral, 44 Phase Glass Needles, 62 Data Lattice, 217 Alkane Dust, and then I have, I'm missing like 10 mods. Yeah, you can just buy them. That's just because I need to just pick them up again. It's pretty easy. From like Ada yeah. and stuff, that's really it. Oh man! So I, I, you guys are. I, I, I did a bad. You guys are letting me down. I'm sorry for letting you down, man. <laughs> you guys are letting me down today. <laughs> I'm okay. Sorry. So, so here's where I'm at uh -oh. with my materials. I'm, I'm kind of proud, but kind of disappointed. And you'll understand why. I have three thousand one hundred eight Vanguard tokens. Wow. I have forty, forty two hundred eighty six Crucible tokens. Uh, you might want to sit down for this. I have 26,606 gunsmith materials. Jesus Christ! Why do you um, have so much? I mean, I know why, I, but it's like, it's still just like, <laughs> what? Why? Yep, it's it's a little insane, um, but hopefully gunsmith materials will be useful <laughs> with the next expansion because I am really excited to spend them because I haven't had a reason to really spend that many gunsmith materials and I get them in quite abundance. Um, so I have 13,018 legendary shards because I did not give in to that scam. Yeah, that was with, me. With, I was like, that guy. I was like, Emperor Callus, yeah. you my boy. I want all the things. No, thank you. And he's like, here you no, go. You, you just got to oh, pay yeah. this really high price. And I'm like, <laughs> easy. I don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> and then I looked at my glimmer and my legendary shards and my bright dust and i was like shit i did a bad yep it's it's a little insane um but hopefully gunsmith materials will be useful with the next expansion because i'm really excited to yeah there spend is no because i haven't had a reason to really spend that many gunsmith materials and i get them in quite abundance um uh -huh. so i have 
13,018 legendary shards because I did not give in <laughs> to that scam. I wish I had that many. With 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 that guy. Yeah. I wish I had that many. No, I have, thank you. I, I no, have 80, you. guys. 80. <laughs> eight zero, that's it. <laughs> I was like, nope. What? <laughs> yeah. So I have 205 mod components, so that shouldn't be too hard to farm. I think there's like a weapon or something that gives you mod components yeah, if you just keep buying them and dismantling them. Yeah. Um, I'm really. This is where I'm really oh, yeah, I keep like, forgetting disappointed to use myself. Enhancement cores. I have like a hundred and ninety-five. I have three sixty-five. Corn. Actually, have a good you amount. Can of, do better than that. Um, enhancement yeah. cores. Not as many as Carolina, but you know, just yeah. Uh, uh, Carolina, what did you have for enhancement cores? Oh my god. It's not that much. That's my so friends nice. have a lot more. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I I bet they do, but that's still like, man, I got a GG. I just I don't master. I mean, I do, I'm but I don't really spend them as much. And I got oh god, I got like three hundred and something last week just from doing reckoning all week. Yeah, like you're. I bet if you guys look on your dim right oh, now, wow. you probably have like a bunch of finest matter. Okay, I have like no three hundred raid banners. That's where all my legendary shards went. Yeah. I yeah, am. Dim, I'm, dim too, so I'm too nice. Good. Such a good I'm too cool nice. Team. I just want to help people. Remember and I also really want to get my fucking literally switch characters, or better yet, three <laughs> of our favorite weapons, yeah. pretty much for one for each oh, character. Thanks. I remember when that was a thing. Thanks, man. Oh, the good mm -hmm. old days in Destiny. So, fire team medallions. I'm gonna disappoint you guys in there as well. I'm at zero, literally. I'm the guy who comes into a menagerie without a raid banner because I just don't think about it, and I'm like I'm trying to hold on to all of my materials for the next expansion because you know you never know what's going to be useful. You know, every little thing counts. Well, you are such a giving person. You should get a hat Holy on the back. You are eighteen hundred. Okay, okay. I thought you said eighteen. Oh my god! You shoves like what? What? If you get on PC, I will help you anytime. Any menagerie you want, I'm down. I'm game for that. Um, so I'm kind of slacking on Glimmer. 57,250. Um, this is where things start yeah. to look up a little bit for me. Kind of. Sort of. Nothing compared to Carolina Gamer, though. Okay, Seraphite, I'm at 885. So, you know, I have a little bit more to go to get that recommended. Uh... Thing hit uh, for simulation seeds. I have a thousand and four, so I just barely made it. For Baryon bows, I have eighteen thousand. Oh, that's and, hard. I'm sorry, eighteen hundred ninety-eight. Eighteen hundred ninety-eight. Okay. Dusklight shards, I'm at 210. I really have been visiting the spider trying to get some Dusklight shards, so hopefully he is selling them for legendary yeah. shards, because I could definitely use some. Etheric spirals, I am at 1,308. Phase glass needle, I am at 995. And data I am at 460. Something else that I really need to spend some time farming 
from uh, Spider. And then Alcane Dust, I'm at 81 out of 1,000, so I really gotta grind for that. And bounties. And that's pretty much my days. story of my life. This is what I will be focusing on, trying to get more enhancement cores, trying to get more yeah. uh, mod components in the game, and trying to fill in those dusk light shards and alkane dust, and trying to do as many bounties as I can. Uh, we do know that according to Sweatsicle, who was kind enough to create a spreadsheet on all of this, um, he states that let me just pull that up real quick okay when you click on it i, I didn't want his twitch stream i wanted the spreadsheet <laughs> oh my goodness okay so the best bounties to do are the ada rare bounties yep you can do that once per character with your well rested and your XP boost, you can get up to 25,500 for just that alone. From there, you want to do all of your Spider Wanted bounties, your Ada One, Ada Weekly bounties, your Banshee Planetary bounties, Ascendant challenges, the Werner Weekly bounties, and the Transcendent Blessing bounty in addition to the 2,000 Clan XP bounties and your weekly Gunsmith bounties. Those at a base level will reward you with 3,000 XP. With the 300% well-rested boost, you're looking at 9,000. With putting on the Ghost Shell that gives you a bonus XP, you're looking at 12,750. That's pretty substantial. Yeah. Um, beyond that, you want to do your Ada bounties. That will be your next bet at 2,000 XP at a, at a base. And then with your well-rested, it goes up to 6,000 and 8,500 with the Ghost Shell that gives you the XP gain. And finally, if you're really ambitious, you can also do the Dreaming City, the Banshee Daily bounties, and the Planetary bounties, which will grant you 1,000 base XP, uh, 3,000 with well-rested, and 4,250 with the XP boost from the Ghost Shell. So that is what we can do between now and Reset to best prepare for this new content, because you will get this artifact that will level up when you turn in those bounties, and it should work to give you that extra boost when you go into the new raid when the new content comes out. So that is that is the plan for myself. Do you guys have any specific ways that you'll be preparing in the next five days for the new expansion? Yeah, just bounties and menagerie mostly. <laughs> That's pretty much all, all I'm going to do. Trying to get those rolls, yeah, that's really smart. Yep. Don't forget to pop your finest batteries. Shadow Price, I got a question for you, my friend. What are you going to do first when your computer lights up and you feel that sense of relief knowing that, man, I'll be able to use my computer and it's going to be okay and we're going to be playing Shadow Keep? What are you going to do first? Um... You know, just uh, 
I guess be thankful that I didn't kill it completely <laughs> and everything. Because um, that would have sucked not be able to play Shadow Keep, you know, with my PC and everything. I would have cried. Like, it would have been bad. Because, you know, I want to I wanna see how beautiful the moon's going to be and everything, like, in, in the Black Garden and all the new content and everything. And I want to see it on my PC where I play and everything, you know. So, it's... uh. It was unfortunate that it happened like at this time and everything. And I'm just like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> nine days till Shadowkeep. When then when it happened, it was like nine days. So I was like, you know, why couldn't this happen like two month, you know, a month ago, two months ago, or whatever, you know? So, but you know, so you you definitely helped me with it. You helped me like you definitely calmed me down and got me the help I needed and. You know, you were looking on the forums and talking to people and stuff like that, you know, like, so. See, it's, it's totally easy to do when it's not your computer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's like, hey, it's okay. We're just gonna, we'll get through this. We'll yeah. be fine. Don't cry. We'll be fine. We're gonna get through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, another uh, tip for our audience. Make sure you stock up on Zavala's authority. That ship will give you yep. a boost when you need more glimmer when they increase the cap. So that will be an excellent way for you to fill up your Toastmaster and your inventory with with all of those things as you get ready for the new content. I wouldn't necessarily hoard a lot of uh, legendary weapons or legendary like armor because... Especially with the armor. We're going to be getting armor 2.0, and I honestly, beyond the first week or two of content, I don't see armor 2.0 or armor 1.0 oh, yeah, as useful. Yeah, definitely. But I, I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, I'm going to definitely still rock some of the better rolls that I have on my stuff until I get, like, the optimal armor 2.0 version of it. So I'm going to have to redo. The Count of Sorrows until I get the full armor set. We do Scourge of the Past until I get the full armor set. It's going to be lots of raiding. I'm super excited. Yeah. Lot, lots of lots of raiding, and we're going to have oh, a yeah, lot of kindergarten right. guardians that we're going to have to take care of. So that's going to be really fun to see the little guardians trying to go through a Last Wish raid, and they're going to have access to it from my understanding, so that's going to be really cool. No, they won't have access to, to Last Wish. They'd have to buy Forsaken. It's, they have, like, the year one raids. The year oh, one raids. Oh, they yeah. have access yes. to Leviathan, though, right? Yeah. And, yeah, okay. Leviathan so, and Spire Stars. Hey, guys, Shadow Price will be doing Sherpas for the Leviathan raid starting when the new content comes out, so make sure to hit him <laughs> oh up. Gosh. He will help you through any You're, of that. Oh, I, I, is that a joke? <laughs> Oh, it's That's a joke. It. I was gonna like it's actually joke. be like, yeah. I actually really <laughs> am down to to help people. But you know what? If you if you do if you do want yeah. help, I'm totally I'm down, down to help, help too. I'm on Xbox. I don't. I don't though, they're on much PC. So if you're new on Xbox, How? then <clears throat> I'm down to help you. Where is that gonna? What level? What power level is that stuff gonna drop mm, at? Mm, I don't know. It's like they. It's probably gonna it's stay. Gonna, it's still gonna stay 380. I mean, stay. I don't know. I mean, it could just be 750. I don't know. I don't know. Just bring everything up to 750. Everything. Yeah, I think everything's gonna be brought up to 750. 
Ooh. just as a standard. Now, are there any specific mods that you kind of want to get right now that you can get in order to maybe make your armor a little bit better so that you can withstand that extra bit of damage? Uh, boss resist? Yeah, maybe I was going to say like the boss resist yeah, the ones resist and maybe the resist ones. Definitely the boss resist. And I found out boss resist mods don't stat. I thought they did for the longest time. The yeah, longest no, time only, I thought they did, so yeah, I was like going to, but then my friend pulls me aside and he's like, Caitlin, boss resist mod, do not sack. And I was like, are you, are you, are you, are you joking? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm like, how long has this been a thing? He's like, since they ever were released. And I'm like, my god. So then I just changed my, my build around a little bit. I definitely like my build. I'm really happy with the whole interchangeability that we can now do with Shadow Keep or with Armor 2.0, how you can do that. Oh, like, yeah, without losing the mod. Run, if you like really want like a high ammo like build, you can do that. For my Titan, I'm going to be running yep. a uh, melee build on my Titan for Melting Point. Because right now I have a build for my Titan that gives me Melting Point back in 13 seconds. It's Is it necessary? No, but I think it's hilarious. So I want to have that be one of my builds, because I can do some pretty funny stuff with that. See, I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in, seeing yeah, that's like, all the builds that you can come up with. That's what I'm most excited for, is the new builds and everything. Now, we, now we, we also have five days for something else, um, and that's Bright Dust. Um... The Eververse items that you currently have, they will currently dismantle for Bright Dust. Come Shadow Keep, that will not be the case. They will only dismantle for Legendary Shards. So if there's anything that you're not really attached to that you can get rid of for more Bright Dust, do so right now because in the next five days that opportunity will be I would just honestly dismantle everything. Dim has this great thing where you can do Source colon Eververse. And that'll highlight all of the things that are from Eververse, and then you click transfer to whatever character you're on. It'll plop all that in your inventory, and you can delete them. Because, I mean, once Shadowkeep comes out, you can reacquire everything. If it's armor, it's... Yep. But it, but it won't be in the same perks, though, right? Like, for example, some of the ghost shells that you get in the game... Eh, I guess that's true. If it's, like this, if it's like a ghost shell, that's fine. But I'm like the ships and the sparrows, and... You can get that stuff back. Especially the ships. Yeah, um, I've been—I I don't know about you guys, but I've been really attached to my ship, to my ghost shells, and it's weird, man, because I only use like one or two of them. But like, for some weird reason, I have to have like seventy of them. What? You get it? It's a weird thing, and I need to break that habit because I'm just wasting oh, no. valuable space. And we know that also Steam is now allowing us the option to download and preload Destiny 2. Did any of you guys try to do that yet? Uh, I know I didn't. Um, since there's going to be the maintenance on Monday, I'm just going to delete my current Destiny and preload that one. Then I'm just waiting until That's then. That's a good idea. Yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about it. Are we going to have to load the whole like yep. all of destiny all of too because of, of yeah you have to re-download oh, the man. steam yeah. version yeah 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. <clears throat> so, what an awesome prep to the Garden of Salvation raid, and uh, thank you guys so much for participating in that. I, I wanted to try something a little bit different this week, and we, of course, know that the winner of our materials challenge is none other than Carolina Gamer. He wins by quite a bit. He has much more materials than I do, and um, I just didn't stand a chance. And Shadow Price is too ashamed to even disclose his numbers. He doesn't even tell us. He's just like, fuck this. I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to... I have many. I was good. I had this plan myself. of doing it this week, but I broke my PC. So yeah. you know. It's <laughs> well, yeah. Also, he didn't have his computer for an entire five. That's days. a lot of grinding. So, he missed out on. That's okay. That's that is man. That's that's time. And you're on my raid team. And oh, and GG, bro. <laughs> got to get you ready. You got to get you ready. Oh yeah, we're called to we're actions getting, made. We're getting built tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and we we have to make the IGN clan proud. Shout outs to Destiny's IGN uh, clan, and we will be going for that uh, day one completion. And I know me and Shadow Price are really excited to try to get the Ooh, raid yeah. jacket. And on the topic of raid jacket, we have a twab that is filled with information and lots of stuff as we get ready for the season of the undying and shadow keep and i'm just gonna pull that up because we really didn't have too much time to prepare any show notes for this one so we're just gonna have to kind of read through everything and and learn about it as we go here and this week at bungie it is the final countdown to the launch of shadow keep Uh, According to Cosmo, it has been a long summer of reveals, travel, interviews, and updates. Now we find ourselves in the old familiar clearing at the end of the path. This is the final weekly update that we'll be having before we blast off on another adventure. And we get to see the launch trailer for Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. I think that's came out yeah it came out earlier, earlier this, this week, week. On i'm gonna say tuesday uh, it was on yeah, tuesday was tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. tuesday at 9 yeah. a.m i remember because i woke up i was still sick i was like oh sweet watch the launch trailer i watched it and i'm like this is pretty cool and then i fell back asleep because i was sick yeah it's a pretty dope trailer i watched yeah. it i love the music for it the music is I jamming yeah, the music was. Yeah, yeah I actually had that, that it was, on that was Spotify, cool, uh, and I've been listening to it basically on. I put it in like my my hype mix. I have this whole mix. It's a music that just hypes. Um, what band is that? It is called. Hold on, let me pull up Spotify. I'm, I've heard it's, that. I've heard it before, um, but I just couldn't. I don't know who E-Pro it is. by Beck, and it's the Cape Lion V2 remix, and oh, so good. I love it. I'm just like. It was I basically it's like my hype mix now because I'm just like so good because yeah, I have that one and then the one for the uh, Forsaken trailer when we like speak for the first time in years <laughs> the music for that one was phenomenal like oh I love soundtrack 
That's another thing I'm excited for too oh, is yes. the music to change the the Ooh, menu, the yes, title music, really and everything excited. when you boot up the game. Like I'm excited for that. I'm I very love excited. that stuff. I'm so excited because you see, not to brag or anything, but uh, I got to meet uh, Michael. Sav- How do you say his last name? Yeah, Mal- Michael Salvatore. I got to meet him at PAX. I got to shake his hand. Thank him for his work. I didn't what? get him to sign my um, no Art of Destiny book, but he. I am just. He was like, it was like right he's worked on like Halo. He's worked on Bungie <laughs> stuff. So and like cool. he's phenomenal. Like the music of the Destiny franchise is one of my favorite. Like. Yeah. Same. Oh, look at that ray jacket. What? That's so cool. It looks pretty oh, man. lit. Oh, this looks so cool. Really? We get to see the ray jacket, guys. <clears throat> wow. I already just... have a ray jacket. Okay. I have the Crown of Sorrows one in transit or wherever. It, it It's somewhere. Because I ordered it. And Bungie's like, you know, threading my name, embroidering my, my gamer tag on it. So, like, I don't know if I want to, like... I mean, I'm still going to attempt to, like, help my friends out and get it. But I don't know if I'm personally going to purchase it because I have the Crown of Sorrows one. What do you guys think I should do? I think you should get it because this oh, is shit. history in the making. This shit, is Bungie right. on its own. And what a what a better way to com- commemorate what you've accomplished in the game. You know, yeah, that's true. The jacket that you have as a trophy. Uh, nah, nah. Now it. you're convincing it's me, man. I don't know. Now I'm just like, spent another 150 on another jacket? I can't wear both of them at once. <laughs> Maybe I'll just alternate. I'll just alternate. Yeah, but you know, you have you have seven days in a week, so you have plenty of time to rock out one jacket one day, another one the other day, and that's how you roll. I dig you're it. Badass. I dig it. You don't just complete one raid, you complete Ooh, not, multiple Now raids. you're convincing you me. I think out. you got me convinced. There you go. Enough said. It's a pretty Enough nice said. idea. So, so, according to Cosmo, we will find out all of the pre-flight checklist items that Bungie deems necessary in this weekly update. That includes combat changes, progression and economy changes, Ooh, patch note patch previews, notes. ritual weapons, and perk changes. There's something called Set It Straight, um, something called Wear It With Pride, and Bungie Rewards, which, of course, we did mention earlier as being the raid jacket that we will have the opportunity to earn in that first week from Saturday till reset on Tuesday. The first thing that Cosmo goes on to talk about are combat changes, and he begins that segment as following. As discussed previously, damage numbers in Destiny 2 have been a bit out of control. We're making some adjustments so the numbers shown are similar and easier to comprehend without affecting the percentage of damage you're dealing. We're also adjusting how power works when you go up against enemies tougher than you. Here are some more details on what to expect. PvE damage numbers displaying. Their goal is to provide players with useful and legitimate feedback for damage dealt to enemy combatants across many years of power progression. They go on to note several things. Displayed damage numbers for damage dealt to non-guardian enemies combatants are crunched, 
uh, damage dealt is displayed using fewer digit digits to enhance readability of damage output. Occurrences of displayed damage getting capped at nine 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 should be significantly reduced those. or eliminated. What's this the, like the exponential oh, right? Yeah. Who remembers the question, question marks mark that we got? Those were kind of fun. When do you oh, remember yeah, yeah, when yeah. the enemies went against each other on the Cosmodrome <laughs> in Skywatch? <clears throat> yeah. Which is interestingly enough, Urzak the Hated is one of the bosses in the Whisper mission. But he's all taken. So it's like, oh, interesting. Just random little lore, fit, lore fact. I just remember that because all of the enemies in the Whisper mission, the like big bosses, were all previous, previous big guys that we had killed. Right. Like, oh, snap. So... So Cosmo goes on to talk about the exponential curve being used to calculate damage numbers for display being replaced with a new linear curve that is built to last for many years. As players grow in power, displayed damage numbers increase at a much more measured pace than previously. This is a UI update only, player damage output whether measured as hits or kills, Time to kill or DPS remains unchanged by this update. So it sounds like the numbers that we'll see on the screen will change in all of this, but none of this will equate to anything in terms of difficulty or any challenge that we'll be facing in the game at any activity. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Cosmo talks about PvE difficulty tuning. The goal is to widen the sweat spot, <laughs> sweat spot, I like that word, where fighting higher level combatants provides a fun, challenging, and rewarding combat experience for a more enjoyable power climb, also allowing players looking for even greater challenges to confront higher level enemies. They will accomplish this in five different ways. The first one, combatants that are 10 to 40 levels higher take less time to kill and deal less damage. Um, higher level combatants continue to increase in difficulty up to 100 power levels above the player. When enemies are 100 power levels or higher above the player, they are immune to damage um, also, the nameplate icons on higher level combatants have been updated to reflect these changes. Those are your question finally, marks right there. <laughs> yep, the question marks. And finally, these changes affect only higher level combatants and at level or over level experience remains unchanged. So this will only affect certain type of combatants that will be facing um, Shadow Keep. Do you guys have any thoughts on these changes so far with the combat? Yeah, just like the little thing, like with Shadow Keep that Luke Smith mentioned, is they're trying to add like more challenge into the game, which is what I enjoy. So it's going to add to like difficulty level for like certain activities now that they're increasing the immunity cap to 100. So, yeah. 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 
Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think these are positive changes. I think that, you know, I, I kind of like the question marks, so I hope they keep that as a homage to what Destiny was, because I think it was kind of cool, you know? I, I remember going to this, like, cave in the Cosmodrome, and you would enter there, like, it's in the beginning of the map, and you would go down this, like, path, and there's this, like, knight that's, like, uber difficult and has question marks until you're at a certain light level and i thought that was kind of a cool thing to be able to face a familiar enemy that before was impossible to destroy and it had those like cool symbols that represent that you know you don't want to go there you don't want to deal with those guys i think that is kind of a mmo experience for me to have that so i really hope they are able to preserve that within the new system but overall i like the changes so far and i think that these will make the game better i think small quality of life changes in my in my eyes definitely yeah and and then cosmo goes on to talk about progression and economy changes and this has quite a bit so i'm going to try to go through these things quickly and efficiently and uh, cosmo goes on to state that every season brings with it some tweaks to the power climb Shadowkeep is going to deliver significant changes to how you grow in strength. We also want you to make, to be aware of changes to various currencies and the Eververse trading company before you set out to power up your gear. So this is going to be very important, Guardians. So definitely make sure to pay attention to this because this will impact how the economy will work in Destiny. So the first thing of many that Cosmo mentions is that all non-powerful rewards now drop three to zero points below your highest equipable power level up from 15 to 20 below. Hmm. That's a lot. That's pretty interesting. That's, that's, a, that's a big, big change. Difference, yeah. 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 That's a. Which is, is, is wow, good in my opinion is, for sure. Yes, yeah. it was way too easy to up before. So the next thing that Cosmo talks about is gear to powerful reward sources having been changed to legendary rewards. These sources no longer have a chance to drop a random exotic instead of a legendary gear. Um, also, bonus exotics that drop from Nightfalls the Ordeal will drop at the character's highest equipable power level. Interesting. So that sounds to me like a way for them to cap yeah, how old. much progression you can make. But without pretty much not allowing you to get the rewards. Allowing you to farm for specific builds, but you can't do it for power. Yeah. So like the raids and that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so also under and over leveling activities no longer adjust how much power is received from the rewards. Um, also Cosmo states that experience no longer fuels us as players level, which has been changed to be level 50 for all characters. Wow. So let me reread that. Experience no longer fuels a player's character level, 
which yeah. has been changed to be level 50 yeah, that's for a really all big characters. That's pretty significant, guys. That essentially tells me that they're completely doing away with the leveling system that existed before Shadowkeep. Holy crap. So he goes on to state, experience instead progress progresses the season pass seasonal artifact mods and power progressions as well as unlocking of destinations for new characters experience rewards have been rebalanced with the introduction of season pass and seasonal artifact progressions okay hmm that's really interesting so that's a pretty big change what do you guys think about that uh I think it's cool. Yeah, gonna wait to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like for me, I'm I'm kind of a wait and see kind of have that mentality with this because you don't really know until the content is out and until we see how everything is balanced. So it's really going to depend on that because I would hate for you to have to essentially pay every season to feel like you're just paying for that extra progression and not real content. So I really hope they deliver on that front, but it does sound like they will, especially with that last Vidoc yeah. that we got. It looks like the seasons are going to really bring significant amount for us to play through and have fun with uh but that is another discussion yeah. for a different day because today we're talking about shadow creep and um also beyond this we know that power granted from the seasonal artifacts is additive to power of players equipable gear but does not increase the power of gear dropped so in other words, if you get if you get extra drops from seasonal artifacts, it will give you a bonus when you're playing, but it doesn't mean that your drops are going to be better that it counts of that seasonal artifact being equipped also. So essentially it kind I of like prevents you how, from like, using seasonal artifacts how that, to gain that yeah, level of that's kind of right? how I'm yeah. kind of It's kind of like year one if you think about it. It was like the way the mod system but... used to work. Yeah, if you had a mod, it is a plus five yeah. to your actual level. Interesting. Oh, that makes sense, yep. That's really interesting. And we also know that um, all existing gear has been has had its power increased to a minimum of 750, New characters will begin Destiny 2 at a power level of 750 as well. So if you start a new character, you're good to go. You'll be safe. Oh, there's that answer. That question oh, yeah, answered. definitely. That's, yes, that's really interesting. So that means oh, yeah. you, you could pretty much create a new character later on and you'll be 750. So guys, here's something even more interesting. For the power bands for Season 8, 
uh, Cosmo states the following. For the floor cap, it's going to be 750. Soft cap will be at 900, which to me says that they're going to be playing campaign story type activities that lead us to that path to being 900. You know, um, he also states that all drops up to this point will be upgrades to the most powerful items in your inventory or vault. Also beyond this point, only powerful or pinnacle rewards will increase a player's power progression. That's really important. Um, and then there's something even higher than that called the powerful cap, and that is going to be at 950. Players like Carolina Gamer will want to pay attention to more of this kind of stuff, where all non-powerful slash pinnacle rewards are going to be capped at 950. Also, pinnacle rewards are the only way to raise power above this point. Powerful rewards are also equivalent to the character's highest equipable power beyond this point. So that's probably the raid, nightmare hunts, nightmare hunts, like the master nightmare hunts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. The master of X offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's also something else called a pinnacle cap, and that's going to be at 960. And Cosmo states that this is the highest power at which gear will drop, also known as the hard cap. The Makes seasonal sense. artifact bonus power allows characters to attain values above this level, however. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. And he also has something that he states about prime engrams. Prime engrams now gain char now gain charges Ooh. more quickly, drops more frequently, and have a higher maximum charge cap. Nine charges okay. up to six during year two. And he also states, the power gains have been rebalanced for the increased frequency, providing plus three power down from a range of plus four to plus seven. Okay, so you're only going to get plus three power instead of plus four to a plus seven. Yeah. So you will be getting it more frequently. However, it's not going to, each item will not give you as high of an increase. To okay, that level. That makes sense. Okay. Um, also, players who have completed the prime example quest Nightfall. prior to Shadow Keep's release will yeah. earn charges, but those charges won't drop until out. the character has reached 900 power. Hmm. Interesting. Um, this Ooh. will also help players avoid spending charges early for games. That are most beneficial during the soft cap to powerful cap range. So that's what we learned about the rewards, power, and progression that will be coming with Shadow Keep. That's pretty interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on this in terms of progression and how that will be changing like with Shadow Keep? Once we get to 900, to the then it's going to slow down. I like it. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of diversity there with it, and there's a lot of, um, I, I just think it's a whole. Be I think it's a better system. Like it, I feel like you, you know, it has more variety, and you know, like I said, the spectrum. There's like different spectrums for 
for the rewards. Like you're not going to get um, any gear that's higher than what does it say? It says above 900 that you have to be powerful drops. Yeah. Um, powerful pinnacle rewards to get you above 900 and everything. I think it's good. I miss the days of Destiny. Like actually, like. Achieving max level would be doing end game stuff. Now it's you can go yeah, fucking huh. do bounties technically and get. It <laughs> like is more of a destiny year. one approach. I feel like, yeah. and everything, but I feel like this is even more evolved than destiny one, like, so. Yeah, I mean this this system definitely does feel more balanced to me, and it's going to be interesting to see what we do from. 750 to 900 because i think that will be very important if they give you you know a little bit of story where you can increase your light level by 50 and then the rest of the way they expect you to play strikes and grind your ass off then i think that can go the wrong way right and it's kind of hard to tell right now because we don't know what shadow keep will bring us we can expect that we'll get a campaign about the size of what we got with forsaken and that's kind of what I'm expecting with this one, or something like a Rise of Iron. Yeah, gotta feel like the new content's gonna reward like the best drops and everything, probably, right? I imagine like doing stuff on the moon and everything. Um, uh, more than likely, yeah. Uh... Yeah. So, I mean, it might make sense to do the story, yeah, or just at least unlock the moon, going, you know, and then you know, doing like you know the patrols. Uh, doing the uh, public events and other, you know, things that are on the moon and stuff, so. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel that vibe. And um, Cosmo then continues to talk about Bright Dust, and there are some changes that are coming to Bright Dust. We did talk about that briefly earlier in the show when we did recommend that you dismantle anything that doesn't have random drops that you can't reacquire. You'll be able to get that again in exchange for legendary shards, so it's best to try to get as many Bright Dust as possible in the next five days. Uh, What Cosmo states about Bright Dust is as follows. Bright Dust is now earned by completing Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard weekly and repeatable bounties. We chose to grant all of Bright Dust from Ritual Bounties rather than spreading it out across the weekly and daily bounties so players could more easily earn bright dust without having to make sure they complete every single daily players will be able to do the repeatable bounties as many times as they like any crucible gambit or vanguard completed bounties need to be turned in before maintenance beginning on 9 30th as these changes will reset them other bounties gunsmith Plan, Eververse, etc., can still be claimed after October 1st. So, this is really important, guys. So, if you have uh, Crucible bounties, Gambit bounties, or Vanguard bounties, stop what you're doing. Do not do any of those in turn order them to in. gain XP because yeah. turn them in before the maintenance begins on September 30th. Because you might get screwed out of some powerful drops or experience. uh, Yeah. Hmm. So that's really interesting. And I think that it's really good on Bungie to actually tell us exactly what's going to be 
carrying over with Shadowkeep and what won't. Because in the past, I don't think they've always been as transparent, so it's really cool to see them be so open about all of these things right up front. So um, regarding Bright Dust, um, Cosmo goes on to state, Eververse items no longer dismantle into Bright Dust and instead grant legendary shards and glimmer as we discussed. New Eververse items for Season of the Undying will become available for Bright Dust two weeks into the season. Eververse items no longer require Bright Dust to reacquire them or reroll perks from collections. Instead, they cost the same materials that rewards items of the same type slash rarity use. Okay. Um, furthermore, Fireteam medallions have been removed from the store, deprecated into fizzled Fireteam. Wait a minute, so does that mean that Fireteam medallions no longer matter, so we don't need Fireteam medallions? Yeah, seems like they're, they're relevant now. They're, they're taking them out of the game. Oh. Yeah. So you heard it here. According to the spreadsheet that Butzicle made, he stated that we needed uh, fire team medallions collected, so you no longer need that. If you do not have them, don't worry about it. Can you dismantle them at this point no. to get bright dust, maybe? I would I'll just wait. Yeah, I would Probably. wait and make sure you have an XP ghost. Okay. Because that's that the makes best sense. Bit. Okay. Well, I will trust your advice on that one. And um, also, we know that Gleaming Boon of the Vanguard price has been lowered from 1 to 150 Bright Dust. So you'll be able to pick that up later for less money. Also, Gleaming Boon of the Crucible price has been lowered to 500 Bright Dust accordingly as well. So those are the changes that are coming to the Eververse store. Do you guys have any thoughts on these changes that Cosmo talks about? Not much. It's uh, good that he, they gave us that information about the, uh, yeah, about the bounties. bounties. Definitely. Yeah. So you can just turn those in before uh, uh, maintenance begins on September 30th. Um, so you'll be able, you know, because if you don't and they, you know, and they just complete or they get removed from you or they're still there, you'll be able to turn them in. But then you won't be able to, like, pick them up or maybe they won't even, I don't know, did they say, will they be in your inventory? Says they reset them. I don't know exactly what that means. I guess reset the progress yeah. or whatever, which you'd miss out oh, on. Oh, yeah. They, they give you bright dust, so you'd be missing out on potential bright dust, I guess. Yeah. So that just, mm -hmm. if, you, if you turn them in now, you can free up slots to get more, like, bounties that are relevant. Yeah. And there is some more that Cosmo states about Eververse. The Season 7 Best of the Year 1 engrams have been retired, and in its place, players can now obtain a new Season 8 Nostalgic Engram. The Seasonal Milestones no longer grant a bounty. Instead, it directly grants a Bright Engram. The Season 8 Nostalgic Engram is no longer earned at level up. Instead, Bright Engrams are now included in a free rewards that are part of season, the season pass that are visible before level 100 and it's also awarded every five levels after 100. 
Wow. Okay. Interesting. The Eververse storefront is now available via the director, so you can make purchases more easily, of course. Uh, Eververse bounties, standard, and IGR versions have been deprecated. Any remaining bounties notes can be broken down into Bright Dust. Uh, you can also still complete and turn in any outstanding Eververse bounties until they expire. So does this mean that all of those Eververse bounties that you've completed but haven't turned in, they will expire? Um, I don't think That's so. That's kind of how I've read that, but I'm not sure. Maybe it isn't. No, I think it'll just Probably. still be I mean, because they're saying that it can be deprecated. They have been deprecated. Yeah. And they said any remaining yeah. bounty notes can be broken down into bright dust. So you might want to turn... I mean, either, either turn them in or, you know... Doesn't look like you'll be able to get the experience from those. I don't know. Can you even get experience from those bounties, anyways? So, I think so. Hmm. What, what would you say, Carolina Gamer? Uh, I'd say turn them in and go do other bounties. Yeah. Turn them in and do other ones. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, the next part, I'm kind of excited about this one, guys. Glimmer. Players can now store up to two hundred fifty thousand Glimmer. Finally. Glimmer rewards from the majority of sources in the game have been rebalanced. Most open world sources, public events, lost sectors, and chests have been significantly increased. Passive glimmer gains on clear and passive glimmer gains on kills have been reduced. In addition to directly rewarding glimmer on kills, combatants will sometimes drop additional glimmer chunks. So that's kind of quite a big change, and also weekly bounties award a large amount of glimmer in addition to their other rewards. So that's pretty interesting in terms of how that will go. Um, also, spider exchange will also be changing. The spiders welcome the spider welcomes new opportunities with four arms open and now deals in materials from all planets. However. The spider has noted changes in market value and has been adjusted in exchange rates accordingly. Glimmer now costs 10 legendary shards or 20 materials and yields 10,000 Glimmer. Tangled Shore Daily Bounties no longer award Glimmer, providing instead ethereal spirals in keeping with this competition. Finally, Weekly Wanted Bounties no longer award gear, but now provide between 3,000 and 5,000 and 15,000 Glimmer, in addition to the enhancement cores currently being offered. So those are the spider changes coming to the game. What do you guys think about this with the spider and Glimmer changes that are coming? Are you guys okay with those? They did say they were going to cut some of the powerful uh, sources and everything, so... Um, this kind of goes along with the change that they're talking about. Yeah, oh. but they said the weekly wanted bounties, so that means like the spider bounties that I have in my inventory right now. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to reward XP and Glimmer or just Glimmer. Ooh. I imagine yeah. I, I imagine it's both, but I could be wrong. Yeah. It's interesting that they said it, it's just going to be Glimmer, but they don't mention the XP and everything. Yeah, so um, no longer word gear. 
Yeah. So I guess I guess they would still get XP from it then. Yeah. Hard to say. I guess it's uh yeah. Let's test it out. Yeah, um we'll we'll have to wait and see how that all yeah. progresses from Shadow Keep. And uh we also know there's change coming with Zer. Zer's inventory pool and faded engrams now include world drop exotics from year two. So pretty much anything that you haven't acquired in the last year from exotic drops, you can now get them as part of the inventory with Zer. Nothing else will be changing about Zer, so that is what we can expect. And Cosmo goes on to talk about patch note previews. Of course, every season, whenever a new piece of content drops, there's an update that comes out alongside with it that brings us a number of sweeping changes to the game. Uh, I'm going to go through the list of changes that Cosmo notes in this weekly update. He states that we'll have a bunch of bullet points for you to pursue next week. Here's something to tide you over until then. Number one, added rally banners to the Leviathan Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars. Cool. So that is a good quality of life change. I think that will make those activities more relevant, and that's going to be part of giving you those armor 2.0 drops from those activities with the Leviathan Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars. So that's a welcoming change. Um, also, the Shattered Throne dungeon is now available at all times instead of on a three-week cycle. It can be launched and reset from the director. I mean, That's how, how else change. are you going to be able to do that 999 solo thing, you know? So, I mean... Good point. Good point. So, I, think it, I think it's like a little bit goes in line you know, with yeah. what, what's you know in the lore, but also just the fact that, you know... New people are going to want to try that out. People who've never done it before, like all the new guardians that you know coming in and every into the game and everything, you know. So, um, that that was one of my questions, and then got answered right there. So, pretty well, cool. Now we know. And also, Black Armory Forges are now accessible through a director launched playlist on EDZ. Wow. Now we know. That's oh. okay. That's good. Uh, weapon mods are now treated as reusable unlocks instead of consumables. Any mod so you yeah, have in your inventory will be easier. converted to unlocks. If the only copy of a mod you have is already in a gun, you will need to reacquire one of those mods to unlock it. Um, also, discarding an enhancement core no longer deletes its <laughs> entire stack. So... Also, the Borealis and the Hard Light now match the Prism modifier when changing I, cool. elements on reload. That's really interesting. That's that's pretty I've cool. I've seen though. so many people do that on accident while they were trying to use a Finest Matter Weave, and they now, actually dismantled their entire yeah. stack of enhancement cores. Yeah. And I was like, they, oh, They also God. fixed an issue where the Hunter's Tempest Strike melee ability couldn't be performed if the sprint button key was set Thank to God. hold. 
Um, also, the Phoenix Protocol Yeah, a lot of people are like, Bungie, no why isn't this a thing? And Bungie's like, oops, super energy on kills and See, assists I'm, I'm excited about the Shattered Realm. Inside the Well of Radiance, yeah. if they do not Just, have the Well of Radiance, uh, Attunement of Grace subclass no. Interesting. Yeah, those. That was pretty neat. Um, they also fixed an issue where allied oh. golden gun projectiles weren't going through banner shields. Okay. Oh, nice. So they... we can shoot them out of their banner shields now? <laughs> right. We might be able to now. They also fixed an issue where the Queen's Wrath perks for ah, Exotic Wish Ender Bow I wasn't see. correctly highlighted. They got rid of that. Uh, no. Highlighting players Rip. if their shield was depleted. Also, players who've obtained this loot emote in the past can now correctly select it in their collection and assign it to their emote wheel. So that's small quality of life change. Uh, multiplayer buddy emotes will now have a visible indication of where a player stands to interact and initiate Thank the emote. Thank you. Okay, that's, that's Thank good. Thank you, I like that. Bungie. That's so good because, like, I would do an emote in the tower to like hug, because I I I just like hugging people. I think it's a it's a really cute emote, and people would just run around and being like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Where am I supposed to interact? I don't understand. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I want to help, but I can't. And it's just that's just that's a really good quality of life change. Um. Also, um, they talk about failing the first encounter for any black army forge will no longer board <laughs> planetary destination materials oh, put a no more afk forging <laughs> yeah. uh, <man>. did anybody <laughs> okay guys real talk let's let's Better let's, do all of let's that be now. honest here did any of you use this planetary destination right. exploit No. Um, I, I used it to get the full black armory lore set, lore book. You did it for the lore, so that's that's okay. And then after that, I didn't really do it. Yeah, I did. I did it for the lore book because, like, you would it would as it was a chance to get it. So what I did, I took my controller, took like an older controller that was already broken, and I took some rubber bands, wrapped it around it, so I would be moving in a circle. Because I realized, because I watched it for a little bit. And if I wasn't moving and shooting, it would kick me for an activity. So I basically made my person spin in a circle while shooting in the air. And I was wearing my lowest light level stuff yeah, it, possible it because on Xbox, it match makes you based on your power level. On PlayStation, it match makes you based on your time zone or something. It, everything match makes differently. So I did that. And then I wouldn't be like messing up people who were actually like trying to do it. I would be matchmaking with people who were doing the same thing that I was doing. And then I went to sleep. And then I woke up and you I had like 15 stacks of data, data lattice. And the full lore book. It no, I like can't. Lettuce, I always say right? it wrong. I always say it data lettuce or data. I, 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 say, I, say, I say data lettuce or I would say, yeah, da okay. data lettuce. That's so what, what I said. What do you guys think of these changes? Of the you data lettuce. Preview of these patch notes that will be coming it's with Shadowkeep. Do any of these changes stick out for you? Do any do any of these changes seem significant? Mm -hmm. uh, the Shadow Throne change yeah. is really significant because it further leads to the theory 
that we'll be able to break the curse! Yay! Because that was the only reason the curse, I mean, not really the only reason, I mean, like, the fact that they're making the curse. From a developer standpoint, getting rid of this thing that players can do week every three weeks, and every, like, the Dreaming City in itself, how it's, like, there's ascendant challenges, there's all, all this stuff that, you, that a player can do, getting rid of that for story reasons. I mean, yes, it's for the story, it's cool, but it's like also like, what about the new players? So my assumption is that if they're going to do a similar thing to um, maybe how they did with the tower, how there's like a version of the tower with Cade still there and a version that is not. Maybe? I don't know. Because, like, yes, it's cool, you know, breaking the curse, but what about people who wanted to do the Ascendant Challenges still? And they're missing stuff. It's like, you gotta balance that. That's the hard thing. But I just want to break the curse, finally. Because, ugh. I feel bad for that Corsair in this week's mission who just gets shot every time. He's been shot, like, so many times now. Like, ugh. I feel terrible. So yeah, I'm I'm just from a lore standpoint, I'm yeah, very it's excited. Yeah, be really interesting how that all progresses. Finally and I'm be broken. Really excited for the lore that we'll be getting, and how the story ties in with the moon and Eris Morn and nightmares and all the returning oh, enemies yes. and all the raids oh, being yes. relevant again, including oh, yes. Shadow Price's uh, favorite Leviathan raid. We'll definitely be grinding that out. <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. It's gonna be fucking awesome. This expansion is gonna He's be just like, so I hate you. so good. Yeah. And now we also oh, yeah. Looks have really another great. thing that Cosmo talks about <laughs> called ritual weapons and perk changes. And what he states about that is as follows: In Season of the Undying, Pinnacle weapons will become ritual weapons. They will no longer have special perks and will instead be curated roles. A previous article incorrectly showed two new pinnacle weapons. The good news is you will be getting three ritual weapons for each of the ritual activities. Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit. Here's the Destiny dev teams on why we made this difficult decision and some information on upcoming perk changes. This sounds pretty significant. So the dev team states the following. This decision to stop creating extremely powerful pinnacle weapons was made for a variety of reasons. The first was that a band in which pinnacle perks can exist is actually quite small, and most of them far exceeded the efficiency they should have been at. Another issue is that they cause problems in the player ecosystem particularly in the case of Crucible Pinnacle weapons. <laughs> Due to the nature of PvE uh -huh. and PvE, anything that works well in PvP is likely going to be extremely effective <laughs> in PvE as well. This forces players in the Crucible if they want the best loadouts. Even the title of Pinnacle set a variety of unrealistic expectations, rather than being an absolute height of legendary power. They were supposed to be interesting novelties to chase. These problems became uh. more pronounced and more of them were produced. In the end, we decided to move away from pinnacle weapons. If you managed to collect them all, we hope you enjoy them. While we 
while we're on the subject of weapons, here are a few important notes on changes to how perks will work. Before we dive into that, that's a pretty big piece of news that we got just now. So am I understanding that pinnacle weapons are now going away? Like no more Is that what they're saying? Seems like it. That's my guess is I mean like there's still like the previous ones are going to exist like if you want you can go for revoker or whatever but from this point for from this point forward they're not gonna make any more pinnacle weapons they're just gonna be called whatever they're oh, called Bungie. ritual weapons sorry I'm, yeah ritual weapons I'm processing this I kind of like that change honestly because I had to. I had to, like, grind a lot and get Recluse, because I know Recluse is a good PvE weapon. I have to get that now. Oh, Mountaintop's a really good PvE weapon. I have to go get that now. And it's frustrating, because I really don't prefer PvP. I play this game for the raid and PvE and story, not to bash some heads in in PvP. That's not my thing, but I feel like I have to go and do Crucible to get the weapons that are the best for like end game activities like doing a flawless crown of sorrows or whatever so i i am more than happy with this change honestly mm. oh man so um Let's Caroline, Gamer, what are your thoughts on the on these teams i think it's gonna be interesting uh they literally said they don't want to force people to go and secure supply and get stuff i think the reason behind this is literally just because recluse and mountaintop are so predominant like this these yeah. last couple seasons uh which is it looks like they're gonna read two yeah. things <clears throat> so i think it's just because yes. those two were just outliers they were so good compared to everything else yeah it was like there was there was no point in like using yeah, everything else was kind of meh like something besides meh, recluse like, most of the time like I, I i don't enjoy recluse like I, I prefer I I'm personally Hank. I love Hank cannons. I miss using them, so I'm happy that this is happening. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I yeah, like it because it's a change. Like I, they're willing to admit like those weapons. Like they made, you know, they were like the only things to use. Yep. You know, it's just like became like if you didn't go in there with that you were basically hurting the team because you weren't using the best weapons and everything yeah yeah and i mean i'm all for it i I love trying different weapons this is a loot based game this is a looter you know yes it's an active mmo you know active mmorpg but it's also a looter and i want more loot i want as much loot as i can get so my initial thought is that anything that the game required for you to put in a significant substantial grind i don't think the right answer is to nerf those weapons or to change those weapons where your grind felt like it was pointless or it or you lose faith in the developer creating a weapon that's really difficult to obtain and they create a challenge for you 
and then you answer to the call, you complete the challenge, you get the weapon, and then they fundamentally change it to where if you could have gone back, you would not get it. Because that will essentially lead for lack of confidence in your developer who's building the game and them having the confidence in the weapons they're building. You know, and it, if anything, it, it, it kind of shows that Bungie doesn't yet know how to properly balance the game, so they're struggling with that to this day. And I I'm think this trying is them not trying to it. balance. I think this they're, is... They're trying, but uh, I, I worry that like what happens to all the players who put yeah. in a substantial grind to get those pinnacle weapons, will those weapons now become obsolete or less effective than what we had known them to be? And I think on that note, there is a, a section where Cosmo talks about this. And the section is titled, Reduced the Effectiveness of the Following Perks in PvE. Rampage Kill Clip, Swash Buckler, Multi-Kill Clip, Desperado, Surrounded, Master of Arms, and Onslaught. In general, these perks use the same damage multiplier for PvE that they did in PvP. The change to Rampage does not affect the Huckleberry. Onslaught and Desperado now change bullet impact values while active in PvE. Huh. Surrounded no longer multiplies precision damage on top of base damage, as it was benefiting some weapons types more often <laughs> than others as a result of this. He also goes on to state that legendary weapons have become too powerful overall. In many cases, they even outclass exotic primary weapons. So we're walking them all back a bit. All that way, back in original Destiny, we had a perk named Crowd Control, which was Rampage's predecessor. Crowd Control capped... Control, yep. yeah! I remember that. I had a Crowd Control on my... Yeah. Um, um, so crowd control capped out at a bonus of 15% extra damage. At this point in Destiny 2, Rampage caps out at about 67%. That's a 44%, that's a 447% increase from the original iteration. Legendary damage perks have become so powerful. They simply invalidate non-damage related perks. Yep. So, okay, that's interesting to see that they are making those changes, and I appreciate them explaining the reasoning for some of these things that they're changing in the game. Um, so, there are a few weapons that we get to check out. Um, there was a preview of three ritual weapons that can be earned in Season of the Undying. Uh, because these weapons are no longer pinnacle weapons, the quests required to earn them are not going to be as in-depth as in the previous season. There's a Vanguard weapon called Edgewise, there's a Crucible weapon called Randy's Throwing Knife, and <laughs> a uh, Gambit weapon called Exit Strategy. Randy's Throwing Knife? <laughs> what? Yep. I cannot make this up. That is what it's called. Mm. I would love to know the lore behind that. Randy's throwing knife. That's funny. Interesting. Um, 
so yeah that's that's quite a bit that we learned here um in terms of that which of these vanguard weapons do you guys think looks most interesting to you machine gun i like the machine gun yeah yeah reminds you of that old school vanguard yeah the machine look, gun right? looks yeah. pretty nice interesting yeah Hey, let's hope Edgewise is going to be yeah. a little bit better than Edge Transit. <laughs> Anybody got any Edge Transits? Really? How is it? <laughs> hey, I actually have a god roll Edge Transit. I actually do. Um, it has um, spike nades and I... Hold on, I'm going to grab it. Where is it? No, oh, yeah, I don't have. I don't want to do. I don't want to do Iron Banner. The, uh, it's a one. discount. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it has um, ambition assassin, threat detector, spike nade with a masterwork and velocity and a boss spec bot. So it works. It's my discount. <laughs> oh yeah. Storm of the Raven. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you. Because I really just don't so, want to. I'm gonna be the minority don't. here, and I'm gonna say that Randy's throwing knife. That name sounds badass so i'm probably gonna try to get that weapon i mean the name yeah the name is pretty cool <laughs> yeah i do miss scouts too so hopefully it's good oh, yeah. yeah and yeah let's oh, yeah. not forget scouts are getting a pretty substantial yeah, buff so now they're buff, gonna be a they? much more viable option and i i miss the days of using a nameless midnight man i i miss at using... least in pve they didn't say anything about yeah. its damage in pvp but you know it's... Hey, maybe this is a sign that scout rifles are going to become viable options in PvP. I'm just saying. I mean, if they're making a crucible Ooh. scout rifle, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I think that'll be pretty interesting. So, um, to move on to the next thing, the next segment is called "Set It Straight," and Cosmo goes on to state. During the run up to launch, we've been dropping videos, articles, interviews, and information all over the internet. Along the way, the fact checkers called us a few times. Today, we're issuing some corrections to previous transmissions. Number one, there was a shot of Trials of the Nine armor in the launch uh -huh. trailer by mistake. We wanted to clear up any confusion and let players know that Trials of the Nine set will not be obtainable in Season of the Undying. Uh, number two, we also had a revised, a revision, or we also had to revise our gameplay calendar for Season of the Undying. The menu of action is the same, but we are adjusting the timing of the Nightmare Hunts. The new schedule looks like this. And they have an updated schedule now for the new date when Nightmare Hunts will begin. So let me try to blow this up and see if we can gather when they will now be launching. Nightmare Hunts begin on, on October 8th. The heroic ones, the hero ones. Yeah. And then the legend ones oh. begin on October 15th. And then the Master Nightmare Hunts are on October 22nd. So they're going to do it over a three-week span there. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then the third thing that Cosmo talks about is back when we were first 
talking about finishers and some of the mods that go into them, we talked about how one of the mods enabled you to spawn heavy ammo for your fire team when you executed a finisher. That was still in flux at the time, and for balance reasons, we ended up making a mod that will spawn heavy ammo for yourself and a mod that will spawn special ammo for your fire team. So that oh, is the update rip. on that. You can only get heavy ammo for yourself, not for the fire oh. team. So you get to be greedy. So, eh. yeah. Special ammo can come oh, in wow. handy. Greedy, greedy, yeah. greedy. Hey guys, who misses ammo sense? Yeah, that could definitely game? come in handy. I do. I was there. I was the vanilla Destiny player who was spoiled with heavy ammo sense, and I missed the shit out of it. Yeah, definitely do miss them. Yeah. I will do and don't. I mean, I'm kind of okay that they're gone. Yeah, technically, yeah, it is better because it refills all your ammo. Your finishers are an equalizer, though. Yeah. The fact because that you can use them, you'd be able to use them every few minutes. So it's almost like popping a synth, in a way. So that's a good change, you know. I. You know, yeah. So basically. as long as you give us something like that yeah. equals definitely, that set, and this seems like it would, and everything. So, and so it's cooler the, the fact that you can pop a finisher. Yeah. You know, you can do like a Doom style like take take out and everything. Somebody. So there's there's another segment called yeah. Wear with Pride where Cosmo talks about some other things here. He starts off stating that at Bungie, our mission is to build worlds that inspire friendships. Our game become places where people, all kinds of people, can gather to share meaningful experiences. One of the most important aspects of friendship is acceptance. Earlier this year, we took to the streets of Seattle Pride Parade. We also offered up Pride Pins via the Bungie store. That was rumored Me. to have an emblem that would come with it. Rumors are true, and we've chosen International Coming Out Day as the advent to display the in-game emblem of acceptance. So that will be available if you participated in that and you made a purchase on the Bungie store, you will get access to a special emblem. Um, uh, so moving on to the next thing, I'm sure Carolina Gamer cool. is going to be pretty excited about this one <laughs> because, I mean, it's, it's the raid jacket, okay? It does look pretty and, good. Um, I think that's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. Looking at that raid jacket, I think it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it the interior amazing. looks really dope and everything of it and just and like... Here's what, here's what Cosmo has to say about it. Last week, we showed off a preview of the world's first belt and some of the emblems you can earn in the upcoming Pinnacle PvE activity. We weren't quite ready to show off the awesome jacket Bungie Rewards will be offering, but the design is ready for the runway. So there it goes. Inside, you see, looks like a very Vexy Yeah, it's like a Vexgate. It's a Vex gate. Yeah, it looks like a Vex gate. Oh, like yeah, a Vex and gate uh, on the outside, it looks 
pretty friggin' cool. I'm I'm excited. I am going for that raid jacket. Are you guys gonna be trying to pick up a raid jacket when that comes out? Mm, I'm definitely gonna help people get the raid jacket, but I'm still undecided if I want to purchase said raid jacket because okay. it depends Fair on enough. how much I like my Crown of Sorrows one, which is yet to arrive. Like, if I'm, like, really, really liking that one, yeah. I might be like, mm, I don't really... I mean, don't get me wrong, I will still help, like, my team get that first, like, that clear. Like, we're gonna try for 24 hours, but if we don't, we at least want the jackets. Like, I'm perfectly down helping people, but, like, me what personally, you, I'm Gamer? Are you gonna be picking up uh, the raid jacket for the new raid? Yeah, I think so. This, this will probably be the first one that I buy, but that one's too fucking cool to pass up. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I just like the color. I like the whole design of it. Yeah. Overall, I think it looks and pretty sweet. We're, we're going to petition for the world's first group. They should get those raid jackets <laughs> that comped. Come on, Bungie. Come on, man. Duh. Oh, man. I mean, they already... I mean, then again, there isn't a raid... I mean, there uh, is a raid exotic, they say it's but a quest? it's a quest now, if I remember correctly. Like last get, week, they um, said they're divinity? disabling it to drop a, uh, for one of team I, It was in one of so the... Are, um, yeah, I think it's because of... Oh, okay. Like, what I was told okay, is they that there's no... I wasn't sure they didn't they turn off the thing quick okay. enough last time, essentially. Like, it, it, it resets, like, when... The a team wipes or something like that. Yeah, the so they're just turning week. it off. Something like that is what I was told. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but since crappy. it was so close last time, um, I feel so bad so, for Gato like that. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, it, it could so be think, a quest. So yeah, with them disabling that, but never mind. I was going to say, the raid team already gets the raid exotic. I think it'll be a quest. I think it'll be a quest. I don't know. I, that's I heard it was a quest, but now once you complete the raid, you know. get the quest and everything. So, so Maybe. so here's what Cosmo goes on to state regarding the jacket. Mm -hmm. If you do Maybe. want a chance to pick up yours, any player who beats the Garden of Salvation raid and claims their code before the weekly reset on ten fifteen will be eligible to purchase the raid jacket through the Bungie Rewards. We are giving you some extra time to power up to this time. We know many of you don't enjoy rushing through content, so even if you aren't ready to take on the raid before 10.15, any players who complete Garden of Salvation during Season of the Undying will be eligible to purchase a special raid t-shirt available through the Bungie Rewards program as well. That's it looks cool. like there's a big question mark, so we don't quite know what this t-shirt will look like. Um, yeah. They said it, it probably has the raid it. boss on it. Yeah. Oh, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, spoilers. that would make sense. Oh, does it say that? Okay. The shirt has some no, spoilers it on it, it, but says. we'll share yeah. out, we'll share yeah, out it what it looks like after the raid is complete. Gotcha. Okay. Players can also oh, earn yeah, a free Erisborn papercraft mask by completing the main Shadowkeep quest by the end of Season 8. If you are already receiving Bungie newsletter emails, you'll, be, you'll get a direct link in the next day. Or you can visit bungie.net forward slash rewards to redeem it. 
Sweet. So nice. that is information on that. And lastly, for the last part of the weekly update, that is titled Full Steam Ahead. And the player support gives us a couple of updates here. Um, there will be an upcoming 24-hour maintenance. So this is a really big one, Guardians, to pay attention to. This uh -huh. upcoming Monday, September 30th, uh, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 will be taken offline for extended maintenance on all platforms. This maintenance will last approximately 24 hours, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time ending with the launch of Destiny 2 Shadowkeep on October 1st. During this downtime, players will be unable to log into Bungie.net or access Destiny API features. For the latest information on this maintenance as it occurs, including download availability and emergent issues, players should follow Bungie Help on Twitter to monitor support feeds on help.bungie.net as well. In addition to this, preloading Destiny 2 Shadowkeep and update 2.6.0 changes. Right now, all PC players can preload Destiny 2 on Steam, which includes preloading for New Light and Shadowkeep. Since New Light makes Destiny 2 accessible for free, no purchase is necessary to preload. Existing console players will be able to preload update 2.6.0 during the maintenance leading up to launch. The moment we confirm that downloads are available, we'll sound off from the support links provided above. Follow-up delay information for Forsaken license transfer for migrating PC players. Last week, we discussed the likely delay of Forsaken license transfers for migrated PC players on Steam. With the announcement of our upcoming 24-hour maintenance, we hope to mitigate any possible delays in Forsaken license transfers following launch of Shadowkeep on October 1st. If any such delays occur, we'll be sure to sound off from the support links provided above. That includes their Twitter account and Bungie, help.bungie.net. Um, there is another uh, segment that talks about PC migration and new characters on Steam. Following the launch of Shadowkeep and Destiny 2 Update 2.6.0 on October 1st, players who link their Steam account on the Bungie.net profile will be able to manually trigger PC migration. Um, so we also learn that players should be aware, however, that any new characters created on Steam before performing PC migration will be overwritten when players migrate from Battle.net. This will result in the potential loss of new character and gear, as well as silver, Eververse items, and season passes if purchased on these new characters before PC migration. So be aware of that. There are a few other reminders that it's talked about with Destiny 2 and Silver purchases on Battle.net. Also, uh, Battle.net Redemption will be um, offline until the launch of Shadowkeep as well. So, other than that, um, 
this will pretty much change the way that we launch the game. Uh, you'll have to add new friends into the game as well. So um, it's going to be pretty interesting how they address some of these things. Um, the last big thing that we do want to note here is the uh, Steam, I'm sorry, Steam limited user accounts policy. Um, Cosmo goes on to state that next week Destiny 2 officially launches on Steam. Before it does, we'd like for to make new players aware of Steam's limited user accounts. In short, any new player whose account has spent less than $5 on Steam, will have limited access to community and social features that are commonly used for spamming, phishing, and other abuse. This will also apply to any Destiny 2 players on Steam who migrate from Battle.net. So they talk about more information on that. So essentially, if you haven't spent any money on Steam, if this is your first time being on Steam, you will have to put 5 bucks into your account to be able to add friends, I believe, and have access to all of the social features. So be aware of that small little housekeeping things as we get ready for Shadowkeep. So that was kind of the weekly update. Uh, the last thing that Cosmo states is that the entire team has been working hard on this release. We get cross-save in your hands early this year and are excited to see the experience all the content in Shadow. Okay. The entire team has been working hard on this release. We got cross save in your hands early and are excited to see your experience. All the content in Shadow Keep. New players and veterans alike will have new characters wake up on the Cosmodrome for the first time in Destiny 2. Please welcome new guardians who may just be joining this incredible journey thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you starside and that was the bungie weekly update so wow there was so much information there and um yeah we have a little tradition on the show and before we do that um i wanted to see if you guys <laughs> had any things about this update that really stood out for you um did you guys like the update did you guys hate the update and we're all gonna rate this update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five <laughs> so um as our guest carolina gamer do you want to go first uh yeah sure i thought it was good overall it was a lot of a lot of information um i'm glad they talked about what's happening and nurse and oh, changes yeah, and stuff so definitely give it a solid five spicy tuna rolls. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here. Carolina Gamer gives this update Ooh. a five spicy tuna rolls out of five. So that's that's a pretty good score. Yeah. Um. And Dark Angel, what about you? What do you give this week's Bungie Weekly Update? Yeah. I still call it the Bungie Weekly Update. Ooh. I mean, it's okay. Um, I mean, we saw some nerfs. We saw some some changes to like the crucible stuff. 
They added a lot of quality of life changes for like old raids and all that stuff. All right, Dark Angel so gives it a five, five spicy out of five spicy tuna rolls. I'm excited. And Shadow Price, the man without his computer. How are you doing there in the living room? You okay there? Well, I mean, feeling comfy? It's here. It's just you know not operational, but it's, it will be it's tomorrow. It's not operational, so it will be. Yeah, I I can't see. I can't see a reason not to give this five like we got so much information in here and everything you know it's like they kind of set some of our worries at ease and you know some of the things that we've been you know wondering about you know this is a lot of good info this is you know this is great i mean i i like pretty much everything i heard i saw in here so i give it five spicy tuna rolls too okay so so I think I'm going to be oh, the outcast snap. Everyone's giving it fives. Gotta, there's got to always okay, be one. Yeah. There's, there's got to be one. And here's what I'm going to say about this update. I think that they did a great job with almost everything. There was one piece of information that I was really expecting from this update. And that was, what time are we going to be able to play? Is it 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, they, they, they posted that, I believe. At it's going to be oh, one. Yeah, it's yeah going they to be said, one. They said maintenance is going to go at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. It's 24 hours, so that's 10 a.m. Pacific yeah, on October 1st. Yep. Okay. So I guess now I have to retract my, my whole like, <laughs> Strike rant. Strike that. Reverse <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. So um, shame on me Spiel. for not understanding the information that was provided to me clearly um but in that case i'm going to retract my 4.75 and i will give them a five out of five spicy tuna rolls i think bungie was very transparent about the changes that are coming with shadow keep they gave us a lot of things to expect that will be different in the game it's too soon to tell whether these changes will positively impact the game but we know about soft caps we know about power caps we know about pinnacle caps we know about prime engrams and bright dust and about engrams and how certain engrams are pretty much worthless now so there's a lot of information here as we get excited for the launch of shadow cape so i'm going to give this update a five out of five spicy tuna rolls here on the destiny show podcast and on that note guardians do you all have any final thoughts about shadow keep or the raid or anything that we'll be playing in less than a week's time um i'm very excited for the lore give me all my lore books please i want them all <laughs> um can i have my collector's edition please bungie like they were supposed to ship. No, do you got they the code, supposed to though, ship this week, your, and I've gotten yeah. my order says okay. it's unfulfilled. So okay. I'm just like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. They they emailed out the code for the deluxe edition right, right. of Shadow. Well, with the physical. Stuff. Basically, the yeah. collector's edition is just the digital deluxe edition, but you get the physical stuff. So, so I'm just I have the digital deluxe. I you put just the want code the, in yeah, and said it was good. You. So I'm I'm good. I just want I just want the stuff because like I I I know. Because I, I, I couldn't, I'm, I'm very impatient, and I couldn't wait. And I'm like, I need to know what it says. And it said all these amazing things that I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to spoil it. But, oh man, we are in for such yeah, a treat. Yeah, definitely. Such a treat. I'm so excited. Yeah, just I'm excited for, 
you know, everything, the moon, you know, uh, Black Garden, you know, the, the, the Vex expenses, the Nightmare yes. Hunts, the the, all the different, like, quests we're going to go on. and the Moon's Haunted. Yeah, the story, you know, every, every, pretty much everything. I'm, you know, excited for the Armor 2.0, just getting new loot, and, like, it's an exciting time. Yeah. And um, on, on that note, Guardians, I think we're pretty much ready to wrap things up. And before we do, I do want to thank Carolina Gamer for being an amazing guest on the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us live. Um, we had such a blast hanging out with you and learning about you and your story and everything that you've gone through in order to get to where you are today. And the crown of sorrow raid and all of your accomplishments with that and we salute you we congratulate you and we are grateful to have had you on as our guest and it was such a delight to have you on and thank you so much for your time and for your uh passion in in destiny and for everything that you do for our community with helping so many guardians get through that difficult day one completion so um Good luck to you, my friend, yeah. and and thank you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, thank before you. we let you go, I do want to share with our awesome audience where can we learn more about you and your content. Yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. I post every now and again on YouTube um, at Carolina Gamer ninety nine. Very cool. Yeah. And and Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and on Twitch at I am Shadow Price, and also here on the Destiny Show podcast. And I have one more question for Carolina Gamer. Hey, what's up? Um, what was it like shaking the Big Show's hand? Oh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to go to uh, to Guardian Con. Oh, you didn't. Oh, uh, okay. My clanmate oh. did though. He said it was cool. <laughs> That's that's cool. Yeah. So, you, did they mail? Did, how'd you get your belt? Uh, belts are actually still being made. Um, from what I heard, oh, they, they should okay. be here sometime next month. Okay. Yeah. Still cool. waiting. Oh wow! Are you going to be at the GCX next year? Uh, no? yeah, I'm going to try to. Not not for my belt, but for like. Hopefully, everything goes as planned. I'll be there. How about you guys? We plan on being there. Hell yeah. Yes. Awesome to meet you guys. That is a resounding yes. Um, and Carolina Gamer, you were such an incredible guest. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, for, for our audience, you can also find the Destiny Show podcast on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can check us out on Twitch at The Destiny Show we have a website at destinyshow.com where we post the latest episodes and all of the show notes for every episode that we record. You can also catch us on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and 11 platforms in total. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check us out. Guardians, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yes. Try shadow keep.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.